Hello everyone and welcome to episode 150 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam O'Rourke alongside Kieran O'Rourke. And he's back, G. John Chase. Back by zero demand. <laughs> I, I will say, um, I, I don't, don't, please don't perceive my lack of enthusiasm there, G, as uh, obviously disdain at your presence. Um, I am, I am. <laughs> More, more than happy to see you sitting in the place of that blue-nosed bastard this <laughs> particular week. And that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> we Fuck do. you, Carl. <laughs> we do, of course, have NXT TakeOver New York, WrestleMania 35 to discuss here around the Oaken Table this evening. Gee, it's been a while. How you been? Yeah, not too bad. Good. Keeping myself busy. Keeping myself busy. Good. I'm glad. I mean, we got a lot. We got a lot on the uh, docket not only today but in the coming weeks here at CG Radio because our next episode will be returned to the Monday Night War is this, timeline. Is, is, this yeah. a, is this a post WrestleMania boost? But we're getting G into like it right? is. We're, we're peaking. The, we're popping the territory. <laughs> popping the ratings because <laughs> yeah. we, we need to create some interest post Mania. Like, why, 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 right. why have I got the feeling I'm more like Bobby Lashley than Brock Lesnar? <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell, my friend. You might be Lars Sullivan. Yes, who knows? But uh, we, <laughs> we do have both shows to talk about here today of course like we say uh, we do have the Midnight War timeline entering the year 2000 January and February uh, will be the next episode of the timeline that we're going to cover if you haven't heard any of our previous episodes covering the timeline or uh, covering any other current events that we do here at SCG Radio squaredcirclegazette.com is the place to go you can subscribe to us on iTunes you can uh, subscribe to us on Podbean give us a five star review if you like Uh, if you give us a no star review then then you don't have to do that you can fuck off um (laughs) And, uh, and that pretty much covers us, I think. We do actually have something else to get to. This being a landmark 150th episode, Kieran. We did tease a little announcement that was coming. Right, lads. It's gonna set my soul, gonna <laughs> set my soul on fire. That's right. That was your precursor last week and this week to be announced. Yeah, so uh, the whole gist is that I will be at StarCast 2 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we will be going to Las Vegas, Kieran, for the AEW show as well, live in person. Uh, doing StarCast to be part of a panel on Brian Pillman, of course. That's double or nothing. That is the double or nothing weekend. Wow. Yeah, so Starcast the uh, I think it'll be the Friday or the Saturday uh, that I'll be doing that the panel show called, which is being named after the book Crazy Like a Fox, which you can buy I on Amazon. Told you. Dude, we need to talk about your payoff for this because <laughs> I told you the star of it. I'm just going to carry Lim's bags, by the way. <laughs> you're my, you're the beefcake to my <laughs> Hogan. Oh come on now, oh. <laughs> these Triple H. Yeah, your tricks. At least you achieved something. Come yeah. On. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so the panel is supposed to be tentatively myself, Brian Pillman Jr., Dave Meltzer, and Jim Ross talking about Brian and the tasty book. Four. Way. That's a that's a tasty foursome. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, yeah, some of you guys are able to make it out there, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up if you do. So yeah, a lot of fun, interesting, uh, interesting stuff there. And like we say, a lot to talk about today. So we might as well get to it because WrestleMania wrapped up about ten minutes ago, and uh, and. <laughs> And we might as well talk about the weekend. So kicking it off with NXT TakeOver first. Let's go chronologically because we've got so much to discuss. The War Raiders and Ricochet and Alistair Black opened up for the uh, Tag Team Championships. Broadly speaking, I think everyone's probably going to agree. A lot's been said about this weekend already. NXT TakeOver was fucking ace, I thought. One of the best fucking WWE shows in forever. And a hell of a way to kick it off. Yeah, so much, a lot. So much to say about obviously both shows and, and differences. Um, one a stellar show. One, in my personal opinion, not so stellar. <laughs> um, but NXT certainly was a stellar show. Every single match, I can. I've I haven't been watching week to week. I was more than happy just to drop in. Let's see what let's see what they uh, 
how they explain these stories to me and and the, the presentation of the whole NXT show from the very first match with the the backstories the video vignettes um and the exposition uh, really set up every single match really well I thought um every after every hype video I was I know we we mock uh, in the past why they put you yeah. you'd hype um but it actually is important because it I and that, uh, coming on to the next night obviously as we'll come on to in, in due course the lack of build and hype in between Matches when they've got so many to get through to throw them out there just to really really hurt things. Um, but this one starts off it started off fantastic. Apart from the only minor thing in this match is, uh, and it's a problem again echoed across a number of matches over the weekend. Really, the buddy buddy nature. Come on now, stop shaking hands, stop fist bumping. You're supposed to be having a fight, boys. Yeah. Um, but I know they look the, the faces look fantastic, both of them. Um, as individuals as characters as well it, one thing they do at NXT they generally across the board really um, let guys be themselves and breathe as characters um, and yeah and this, this scarf got the show off to a phenomenal start a though. belting start the uh, the ability I think the, thing is the War Raiders is a bit of a, an interesting one for me because as an act I'm not really all that sold on them I like Vikings though. yeah but when they come out and they do the whole war 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 it never really feels like the crowd's really all in with them you know it's like they're, they're kind of they're trying it's like you can kind of see the problem that they'll have on the main roster if they get there where it's like they're going to be the Highlanders oh yeah you can see it coming a mile away they're not going to know what to do with them they're not because mm-hmm. what they you know Again, what what can you do? What range do they have? I suppose, but it's it's interesting when they're in a situation like this where it's like just a match, just have a great match for a, a while with some great wrestlers, and the stuff they were able to do. The fact that Hanson can do the things he can do physically is just fantastic. Which and, and the fact that he can physically do that, it's it's, a, it's an additional compliment that they can mentally figure out the ways to do it to get the most out of it. Which I really like when they're doing like the dive sequences where you know you, you get your typical one after another after another, and just when you think the big one is Ricochet's corkscrew space flying tiger drop which is just insane then Hansen does the fucking swanton off the top to the floor it just tops everything it's just like that's great it's not just the fact that he can do it it's the fact that they know when to do the things like that which is really made for a, a really really fun match not a lot of doubt to me who was going to win which made it even more impressive they got the crowd into it this much um, yeah just to, just to go on from a point that Kim was just mentioned about the promo packages and stuff because this this was my Wrestlemania before like either show started because I've been looking forward to this because NXT has been improving considerably over the last about year and a half there was like a middle period a few years ago back when when we went to see uh, a Wrestlemania uh, that the NXT was kind of struggling a little bit, uh, the shows became quite formulaic it kind of became quite a quite a thing of someone wins the belt they hold it for six months, they lose it to the next big star and wins for Pete, you know, and it was yeah. happening ever since Kevin Owens, so and Kevin Owens, Finn Balor Samoa Joe Nakamura, Nakamura, Bobby, Bobby Roode, then Drew McIntyre, and then suddenly like two kind of things kind of happened. They had the uh, the Chomper heel turn and the arrival of Undisputed Era, and ever since then they've been a lot more unpredictable. And their TV uh, has gotten a lot better as as well because they've been having like classic matches on the the TV as well as the shows. That opening match uh, to talk, to mention about uh, talk about what you were saying about the um, uh, the War Raiders and what you do with them. They have been. S- Bit by bit, with their performances, have been impressing more and more. I, I thought, but similar to you, mm. it's like, oh, they're like the, the Islanders or whatever. Uh, not what they're called, the Highlanders. That's yeah, it. yeah. Um, those guys. They've been. I mean, I knew they were better because yeah. they came from like, oh, yeah. New Japan in the first yeah. place. But uh, but they've been impressing me with every performance that they've done. And it was a great thing, which I actually called in my head before the commentary team did, where I turned around and they were doing the thing where it had, uh, I think it was Hanson and. Uh, black in first and then they tagged into their partner it's like I, I just thought out loud I just went oh it's the two high flyers of the team 
which is so ridiculous. I don't think anyone's told um, the War Raiders how the big man small man dynamic works. <laughs> is the wrong um, way around because like the small guy is a freaking powerhouse, and it's the big guy who's doing like all the freaking flips and dives, and yeah. it's just like it's ab- it's disorientating at first if you're used to a kind of very heart foundationy uh, mm. format to, to the big man small man team, but they're absolutely fantastic. And the vibe I get, not to the full extent, but the slight vibe I get from the, not necessarily the moves, but just like the general feel of their matches, is a little bit similar to the Road Warriors, or Legion of Doom, if, mm. you're, if you want the inferior WF version, <laughs> where it's just that tag team, they're, 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 they're able to achieve what the Road Warriors would have to do in a squash match, but they do it in the context of normal worked match, where they're just fun to watch. They're just ass kickers. And they just come in and they just beat the shit out of their opponents. And it's just impressive. It's just impressive to watch. As I said, you've got the small guy being the power and he's lifting up the bigger guy and using him as a battering ram. And you've got freaking Hansen doing the freaking dives to the outside. And it's absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) But it's fun. I'd like to see more of them from a psychological side. I'd like to see them maybe face Undisputed Era a couple more times or... I know it's impossible, but the revival, you know, just Mm. something where they break down the match a little bit more. Maybe even fight a tag team that's actually more powerful than them. So that they're the kind of underdogs in it, just to kind of see like how how their uh, their psychology is. But from just a flat out fun, they're fantastic. I mean yeah. that freaking move at the end. I, I think it. I think uh, from what Alvarez was saying, they they went home a bit early. Yeah, like Ricochet, because, got, Ricochet got, hurt got hurt. That's because they fucking guillotined the shit out of him with that backdrop leg drop. Oh, the fallout. Fit, yeah. Um, but again, just looks like a fantastic maneuver. Uh, but also credit to to Ricochet and Black. Uh, whilst these guys blatantly should be solo stars uh, both got their pros and cons but both of them are definitely solo stars I'm impressed with how well they work together um, there is a kind of slight chalk and cheese kind of element to them from a character <laughs> standpoint but I kind of see that more as just kind of like a variation of rock and sock like kind of thing where I, I, don't, I don't see anything too wrong in doing that every now and again and I kind of hope I hope this tag team doesn't last for long. I hope they do go on to success in I think this split next week will be. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. imminent. So. But, but at the yeah. same time, I would also like it, just for a change, that they don't have a heel, just, they don't have a tag team that just turn on each other or just hate each nah, other. I, no I, 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 I wouldn't mind if it was just an amicable split, but like if the, you know, the situation arises where they might need a partner, no, they can, they can always call it. A bit, a bit like the rock and sock connection yeah, yeah. kind of thing. It's just that thing. I just kind of like that chalk and cheese element of them. I'm just impressed at how well they functioned because it's so easy for maybe Ricochet to take a lot of the shine because of how many flips he can do in the air. But like Alistair Black's so individual himself and so fantastic. It's just, uh, it's just a good, uh, good, mix. Awesome, good mix of the two. A um, couple of things. Yeah, the, the word fun, I did specifically think that. It came to my head, this is just, this is just fun. I'm having fun watching this match. It's a fun match, yeah. Uh, and, and that was after my, you know, old man Jones, yeah, I'm burying him again. Gripe about the, the fist bump and and and, and the, the you know the the, the mutual respect. Um, it just it's just fun and, and it's like it's sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, especially for the opener. Yeah, that's all. Um, Ricochet was actually like crying his eyes out at the end when they gave him the stand ovation because that's his last time. Right. That's week. the other thing. He did look a bit of a bitch it's at a numerous points. Yeah. When they did the sit down thing, with, and he said, nodding his head, like, he's, oh, yeah. He's he reminded me of you, dude. I said the same thing. I said the same thing. I said, it was the look. Like, like, <laughs> it was the. It was the. It was the it, yeah. And that was like, he's just having fun, stuff indulgent. It's great. But not not for your star. Not for yeah, your star. that's the um, thing about Ricochet. In terms you of just the, have those moments sometimes where it's like, yeah, I need to dial up the star. Cool, yeah, 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 exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of, yeah, 
going forward, I, I wouldn't be down on the War Raiders on the main roster, more, many more than any other team, which maybe isn't the most encouraging thing anyway. But they're not. What are those fuckers who were the uh, came up? Uh, the authors of pain. pain. No, before them. Oh god! You know, ascension. Ascension. They're not. They're not the ascension. Um, No. And black and ricochet. They have chemistry together, but it's not rock and sock. Rock and sock was magical. It was because of the because of Mick and his personality and his almost like that idolising of rock yeah. so the yeah. subtext of their friendship and char- was, was, was was special was deeper than yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this is just this is just too cool yeah. it's just but, the closest comparison I can think of <laughs> no but they, they were I mean they didn't stand out it was like they shouldn't be together they, 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 they're something nice yeah. but um, yeah the mix was good yeah, yeah. I, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with the, with the as you said with the fun factor in there because you need that variety that's the thing that we're going forward when we, when we go through this show is every match felt differently Mm. Uh, felt different and had like a particular aspect that they brought in and that first match just simply brought in the fun there was going to be plenty of other stories and kind of like strong action later on but you just needed a fun opener and that's what it's key for and that's that's why I made this slight comparison to, to, to the Road Warriors because that's who they were they were just these big like just kick the shit out of them enjoy the moves and then they go home yeah. and happy and that's what those guys are and that's perfectly fine You were, honestly they don't really need to be much more than that if they can do that well which which I'm believing that they can do yeah. and you book them in the right way by keeping them in XT because <laughs> Vince won't know what to do with them um, they, they can fulfil that act and just be yeah. successful for a long time not sure how much they, fun they'd have on the pre-show yeah because because uh, yeah it's just their matches so far have been really fun yeah let's move along now to the next match on the show which was a yes, guy, a guy who does project awesome and oh. cool in every single solitary second. The Velveteen Dream oh. against Matt Riddle, baby. If, if the dream is not the future of this industry, I do not know who is. Yeah, thank you. I know. That's all I have to say. The guy is insane. Is, I love oh, you watching him so much. He's yeah. so much fun. He yeah. comes out with a fucking Randy Savage entrance with the guys yeah. carrying him he's, out. He's blatantly a savage fan. He oh, is such a savage fan. He's just That's a wrestling why I love fan. Him. The, all the little throwbacks and callbacks he yeah. does. Yeah. Um, just it's a the fucking Hulk up. We said, <laughs> we said it after the. That's first, just trolling. I think he's just trolling. Yeah. We said we said after the first show though. He just you can tell he's thinking about what he's doing and it stands out so much compared to. Cookie cutter guys, routine guys who are manufactured. If you want to say that, he's yeah. just, he's probably the most manufactured being their own mm-hmm. guy. But he's obviously in of himself. He 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 just he's thinking about what I'm. What what can I do? What what what, what can we do to be different and, and stand there yeah. and be fucking? And I love it. Absolutely love just. I love this guy so much. Matt Riddle needed a breakout match, I think, in NXT. He really hadn't had a chance. He did the, the flash pin with Hero. Uh, sorry, Cassius Ono. Yeah, yeah. uh, the match with Cassius Ono, where the crowd wasn't really into, because I think no one believes anymore that Ono's got a chance of winning no. on these shows. <laughs> no. This was the one that I, he needed to really deliver on, and I thought he was fucking ace in this match, <laughs> to be honest. But again, yeah. relative... relative rookie he's not a rookie but you know what no. I'm saying like he's still new compared to a lot of these guys but that's the, the beauty of seeing these two kind of in some ways have one of the best matches on the weekend quite easily one of the best matches of the weekend because and this is my second favourite match on the show but like oh my god I just thought just like the, the little stuff like you know Riddle doing the, the gut wrench suplexes holding him to do the Rick yeah. Rude hip swivel yeah. while he's yeah. holding him off yeah. the ground before he does it whilst, whilst Velveteen's like swimming in midair just screaming yeah. because he can't get out it's this was the match I was most looking forward to because uh, I'm just a massive uh, Velveteen fan and uh, and I think whilst there's there's been probably better moments or like finishes I think as an overall whole match I can't fault this one uh, I think this might be my favourite match when I went back and thought about it and, uh, and I think and I think the, the reason why 
and, and I kind of said to you about like the, the greatness of Velveteen Dream before, but also like Matt Riddle. Um, this this match was basically I loved how they booked it first. This match was the sequel to the Velveteen Dream Alistair Black storyline because in that one you had Alistair Black who was like the big star at the time and and Velveteen Dream is trying to get the attention because he doesn't think Alistair Black respects him or like or, or sees him as a viable threat you go into this match and you have Velveteen who's now on top and he doesn't think Riddle's a deserves threat deserves the spotlight you know, and they're doing the video him, he, just, and... he just thinks he's the bro guy and that's it and he's just, <laughs> just a laid back guy and he doesn't give a crap so I, was, so I was trying to think this was the most interesting match because all the other ones you could give a good almost rough estimate of who you think is going to win or what's going to go down this one I was genuinely intrigued because I think the, probably the original plan before Chomper got injured was Cole was going to be in this match as well and it was going to be a triple threat with probably Cole taking the fall mm. so when you take that out of the equation you now got someone who's on the rise in, um, in Riddle and you've got someone who's just hitting that time where he really needs the wins because uh, he's lost enough now mm. he needs the wins so it's like who goes over and I, was ju- I knew who I was going back in going into this but I was like I was really interested to, figure, to, to watch how they were going to do this and it's like I was thinking like, okay are they just going to do the babyface babyface thing because I don't quite know how that's going to work yeah, out either one of them so one was going to have to turn not heel but one was going to have to work the match and I thought at first it was naturally just going to be probably Velveteen seeing he's, he's actually been heel in the company I was pleasantly surprised when it wasn't that it was way. They went with the opposite way, where it's Riddle absolutely taking it to Dream, and Dream just being stunned by it. And and this is why they're both fucking great. <laughs> Vel- Velveteen's great for everything that Kim's just mentioned, but like with the entrance and like how he just gets it, he knows how to sell. He knows his facial expressions are great. He's got he's learnt the fucking Bret Hart fucking gaping mouth. I'm like sucking air, like I'm a fucking horse sucking on a cock. You know, he's just he's just there going, <laughs> you know, he's just sucking the air up. He's just trying to get everything. We miss you, G. Every, every fucking punch he's doing is fantastic. It's just every punch he's doing. He's swinging. He's swinging for the fences. He's trying to land everything he can. Everything about him, he's transitioned into a babyface was absolutely seamless. Like he just gets what he's got to do. Riddle, fantastic. He just looks like a freaking god out there. Like physique-wise, he just looks he's fucking absolutely chiselled. He's 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 blatantly supposed to be a babyface for all this. He's he's coming out with the freaking New York mm-hmm. Yankees or the, Cubs, the pinstripes. Yeah, the Yankees the, pinstripes. Yeah, so pinstripes. So he's obviously just trying babyfaces. The crowd slightly turn against him, not not completely, but they kind of obviously favour. They love the dream, and he they just love him so much. He's he's, he's the biggest babyface in the NXT. Wow, he, Matt <laughs> Riddle. Matt Riddle is so fucking smart. He switched it up a bit, and he just died. He didn't go heel, but he just put a few little things in there. The face changed. Yeah, a bit the more aggression. Changed. And I was watching him. I thought you. Fucking awesome bastard! He goes. He just did enough, not enough to make anybody, unless you're like an idiot, go like, oh, it's just too heel. It's like no, just made him go like he's changing this for the context of the match because yeah. he knows what he needs to do because he's a fucking smart guy. And so what you got was this great story, which, as I said, was a sequel to the to the Alistair Black one, where the the the, uh, the challenger has been underestimated, and yet he dominates the entire match. Looks absolutely fantastic. Does the freaking second rope German suit? The Bushi German, kit. yeah, almost. That kit. terrified me. By yeah, the way, I yeah. thought Dream landed yeah, way I, too I, high. Yeah. It's only on the replay. I thought like you made it over. You made it over, but it's just absolutely fantastic. And just you know, and he goes for the freaking corkscrew. Mm, so, yeah. And it's like this guy's absolutely fantastic. And the selling from Velveteen's brilliant. And then you just do the great thing where this result 
didn't harm anybody. No, it was great. Velveteen looked like the toughest bastard to beat in the world. Like, you just throw everything at him. I mean, this this guy, technically, from a kayfabe standpoint, should be NXT champion because he, he made a mistake in the Chomper match. He, he, was, he was on top of Chomper. Uh, Chomper could not pin him no matter what he threw at him. And it's only when, like, he rolled to the outside and Velveteen went to the top rope to do an elbow. He went, he went, he went a bit too exuberant and he failed and that's what cast him in the end it was he he lost the match not Chomper won it mm. so like they, they're building the storyline like he's a tough guy to beat and yet they made Riddle look like this absolute machine to the point where the only way uh, Velveteen could survive was literally that he survived the match we just got he, through he, he was trapped in the bro lock um, <laughs> the bro mission bro mission that's it <laughs> he was trapped in the bro mission and he literally had like only one protocol left to go with he the goes cradle. I have to do this otherwise I'm tapping out it was a great story. But just the pace, just the pace of the whole thing, where it's just like I love when they do those. Because the great thing about Riddle is he throws these little awesome, cool things like there when they're doing the, the knuckle lock and he does the monkey flip and twists around into an armbar and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like it's, it's it's original enough. And then like when it comes later in the match, where like dreams on top, but then when it's one two, and then Riddle gets him back in, it's like ah, oh. I love the ebb and flow of, of, of and sometimes and I think oh, I want to we'll get to this in the next match. Sometimes I don't think it's done as well to be quite frank is this yeah. this was done really really well in a way that like you say I think that Riddle came out of this looking like he's the fucking man he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna come out with this with more support than ever yeah. and like you say the dream if I, I'm so I'm so reticent to put all my eggs in the dream basket because yeah. you you just this, know this, what's this, gonna this, happen this I'm the, like, they'll fuck it up the, but yeah. he, okay, okay so this is the thing how do you think that they will think that he can be the guy because I think anything less is what's going to yeah. disappoint people. They'll, they'll, they'll go for it. But first, they'll, the reasons why they will try. A, he's their own. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> it, it B, he's young. He's B, he's young. He's committed to them. Doesn't have moves committed. C, he'll others. be over going in. Um, they can, he's fresh, he's new. But we all know, we've spoken at length every fucking week about the pitfalls of this of this company when it comes to booking. And, presents, and at best, at best... They will say, "Yeah, we're going to go with him, and I'll treat him and book him like Rock." And, mm. and as great as he is, Rock, it, Rock was Rock. I, I, I don't even think it will get that far. I generally think they'll show that video tape to Vince, and all you'll see is Rock Van Dam versus Goldust. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's going to say. I, I'm scared for Velveteen when he goes up because that guy, both of them, have so much guard. I, I said the line to you saying that both of those guys get. It. Yeah, yeah. But if you think it is a coin, they are two sides of the same coin. It's just like Riddle's coming from it from like a legit standpoint, a bit like Kurt Angle. It's like he's just believable as an ass-kicking wrestling machine, and that's one side of the wrestling coin. And then you got freaking Velveteen, which is all about the pageantry and the, the showmanship. And yeah, pop and he's fucking savage, and it's just like these two are great in completely different ways but they both get it and I bet you Vince will not understand it <laughs> he will not understand it uh, the, the angle comments an interesting one because I thought that watching Riddle myself too and my feeling was be careful with your gimmick here son because you're going to get you're going to get you're going to get with, stereotyped real bad dude I'm a stoner and you're a fucking badass yeah, yeah. and like I mean, stylistically, the, the, the subtle head heel stuff was for the good of the match because so he can you know, laying in his MMA stuff looked really good. Mm. Was going into it, that was one of the things I thought if he's going to work face, and you'd expect I expected Dream to be again the subtle heel kind of thing yeah. um, with a, with a split crown. Because he's been the arrogant one. In this well, it's just not yeah, naturally yeah. fits his his yeah. gimmick as well. So that was a real real nice turn of the books. Um, it just, yeah, it, just, it fit really well. But in terms of Vince, what he'll do. 
It doesn't. It's, it, w- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it whatever, doesn't they matter. can do whatever the fuck they want. They'll do what they want. It won't <laughs> work, and that's that. Let's move along because obviously we're short on yep. time here. Pete Dunne versus Walter was next for the NXT UK Championship. I had higher expectations for this one, to be quite honest, than what this ended up being. I think this went way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, after the two matches we've had, filled with emotion and the crowd absolutely pissing their pants, uh, I I really was. I was. I, I probably. In terms of a match that I was looking forward to on this show, I may have been looking forward to this the most, even more even more than than Dream and Riddle. I was really looking forward to it, and it, I don't think it delivered. I mean, it was it was a long match. It was a very very good match. It kind of worked for the crowd by the end, but I think it was just it was five minutes too long, and there were there were, there were so many things we talked about with Dream and Riddle where there's the the cross ups, mm. the little things, the little back and forth where the momentum shifts on kind of a dime, yeah. but they do it in such a way where it works. And here. They did those momentum shifts on a dime in such a way where it felt like it didn't fucking mean anything by by with five minutes to go because there's only so many times you can break the fingers and it doesn't mean anything yeah, and it doesn't get yeah. sold and there's only so many times when you can you know go for the same kind of things again and again and neither time does it really have any not only does it not work and this is the difference and this is one is it was like watching a match as good as they both are that I see a lot on indies where guys are doing a hell of a lot of cool moves. And two minutes later, it's like you could have, it, like you could have just deleted it from a, a file, a music video. It looked like a music video match, to be quite frank. It's probably the best way that I put it on. And it was a very, very good one. But I, I wouldn't consider this like a great, great, great match. This match, from what I've kind of seen and heard from like watching, listen to other things and other reviews of it, this one seems to be a very marmite one with a lot of people. Where some people kind of like it, and others don't. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I had to watch it a second time. Uh, I, I enjoyed it the first time, but I felt the same as you. I felt it was it was very long uh, in places for what the, for the story that they were telling. But on second watch, I, I I don't think it's the best. A lot of people say it was the best match on the card. I don't think it was. It was absolutely. It wasn't. No. I, 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 it, was, I, it wasn't even. The th- I, it was the third best match at best. Yeah, it was probably I'd, fourth. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd say third or fourth. Um, but what I'd watch with this? But, but why? The reason why I liked it is what I said earlier, which is every match felt differently. And it's an interesting one because I would, if anyone turned around and said, "We're going to put a slow match on at a certain point in the show," when do you think you should put it on? The last thing I would say is in the middle, because you don't want the middle to be long. But with this, I got a feeling that it, you can you can almost roughly make a comparison to the main event of the, the G One show in terms of the audience was kind of already starting to get spent because they've just watched two mm-hmm. awesome matches and, and so they kind of wanted to settle down and they didn't exactly go hard in straight away they, they, were, they were playing a very slow deliberate match anyway and I think it was just resting the crowd but in the same way with the Okada uh, white match they they built it over time up to the point where the audience did care about it I think it just took a while that's all and it's a shame that some other matches maybe on the Wrestlemania card didn't learn from this unlike uh, well apart from maybe a couple uh, of just kind of slow playing it, just wait for the audience to just kind of like control themselves a little bit and then work it because I think I think you're right. They, they should have made it five minutes shorter, but by the end they absolutely hooked the audience and it was absolutely fantastic. I, I, I like Pete Dunne a lot, and so we've we've worked with him like one mm-hmm. personally, but we've worked on the same shows as him. And he has come on leaps and bounds from when when we first met him when he was like really young when he was twelve. When he was 12. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and he's he's a, I, I really like him as a wrestler. I really like. Yeah, he's, I, I think he's got his style. He's figured out what his style is and he sticks to it. And that's absolutely fantastic because it stands out from everything else. Uh, Walter, I I've never seen before. I've just seen music videos. Oh, I love him. And I was like, <laughs> I love the I love the entrance music. I just love this thing. And I just thought, okay, this if they do this right, 
He's that classic fucking heel. He's brilliant. Where he's just him. absolutely massive. And there was like moments in this match. Like obviously everyone will talk about the chops, but there were moments like this where he was. There's a moment where um, Pete Dunne does a bridge, I think, to get out of something. And he just stomps, and he just stomps, on, stomps his on his fucking neck. And, yeah, and, and, and that literally made me like sick because I was like, I don't know how you work that because it looked like he went full force with it. It didn't look like he was holding back. And he's that's a pro. Like, 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 broke his fucking. Uh, he's a pro um, but he's absolutely great and um, you know by the end he's doing like the, the blonde I call it the blonde bombshell it's a fucking Candido's power bomb off the top rope he just absolutely just get fuck off bomb yeah, you know yeah. just, he just throws him just absolutely kills him and uh, I think the best description I, I've heard of that top rope, top, top rope splash at the end was like it's like a truck going off a cliff <laughs> and it's just like I said that's exactly it he's, he's not graceful he's not elegant he's just a big Fucking fat guy. Well, not fat, it's a bit harsh. He's a bit just a big guy just jumping. He doesn't have to do like the flips or anything. He's just gonna use body weight, gravity, and nothing else. Yeah. He's gonna kill you. And I, I thought it was the right result. Yeah, it was uh, totally the right result. It was a totally the right result. And I thought, yeah, it was a bit slow in places, but it took time. But when it did, and when you watch it on the second mm. time through where you know how long it is and you can actually settle in for it and because it is a complete change of pace from the rest of the show. Uh, but I think it was a necessary change of pace it, because that's what I like about NXT is it varies up. It doesn't have to go always WWE style of wrestling. They are willing to uh, work to the strengths of the wrestlers they have. Crazy notion. Kieran, your thoughts on this match? I just, I mean, I'm not going to go over it too much what's already been said. I like both guys. It didn't hit the heights I was hoping. No. Um, definitely went too long. They got probably where they wanted to go, but that middle section, it just, it felt like they were trying we need to give it time because he's held the belt so long so it needs to be grandiose it needs to be an occasion that's how I felt yeah. and it just I get it was great in principle but in terms of execution I just thought yeah the middle of the match it just dragged a little bit too much when he, um, again, they got to where they wanted to go but um, unnecessarily long in the middle um, other than that I don't repeat what everyone else has said already I think that's it alright so that's I mean that pretty much sums it up I like I like the choice of, of Walter as the champion I, I, I've seen him a lot so I, I, I like it I know that he's capable of incredible things I just thought this match was um, if it was just a touch I understand the slow build and we'll get to one that I think kind of is a bit more exemplary of this later on where the slow build if it, if it works in the end that's what matters but I don't think that it got I think that, I don't think this match got where they wanted it to go to be quite honest I think in like when you look at the way they lay out the match, I don't mm-hmm. think this got as hot as they wanted to by the end. So, do you, do you think that's it? That's just a one-off one. Or you think there's, there's no? They do a rematch. Do a rematch. They'll do a rematch for sure. Uh, we'll move to the wounds match now. Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, Bianca Belair. They had the distinction of being the uh, weaker match on the incredible show that was. But I actually really enjoyed this. Shayna Baszler's fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> I really. I never get sick of watching Shayna. And, Shane, Shane is awesome. Kyrie Sane again. Just people who are different again. It's, it's inherent to her because of the gimmick anyway. But just she's just, she's allowed to be something so different to everyone else on, as women on that roster, and it stands out. It's, it's just what it does. It it creates value of having the, there's a point to her on the show mm-hmm. because she is such an idiosyncratic, idiosyncratic character. She does. You know, it's the same gimmick as Matt Riddle in Well, it's the same background as Matt Riddle, but she's obviously presented completely different. Yeah, the bully, the dick. The... Yeah, um, she's. As a sadist, she's like great whenever the um, what are they called the sky pirates? the sky pirates. pirates. Yeah, okay. I like the one with the with the, uh, the wheel. Yeah, you like Kyrie saying she's fat. She's fabulous. She's great. That big elbow. Yeah, the big, the big elbow's great. Uh, Bianca Belair still got a bit of a ways to go, but in short bursts, she can. She looks like she's got something. I was thinking this wasn't. 
As far as multi-person matches go on the weekend, it might have been probably the I enjoyed it the most actually. I to... think there's a very good chance of that. I really like this match. Yeah, uh, again, I, just... I really again this is why I love the show. I'm saying it's the weakest match on the show. That's high praise on yeah. this show. Yeah. And it was still I thought really good to be quite honest. It was I good. preferred it this to the main event of WrestleMania. Oh yeah, quite definitely. Quite oh easily. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Now this was I mean at least this was it flowed. It was again having the, the point of saying the Sky Pirates, they um that was a nice element to it because mm. it, it was a different dynamic it wasn't just four disparate people having a match or, and doing shit yeah for the other. sake of it there was a, a narrative or a logic to it because of that setup anyway so that helped it um, and you compare it to I said there's other multi-person matches over the weekend which is just oh god I'm so sick of them so sick of them yeah so sick of them especially at Mania it's just fucking just getting guys on the show and it's you're just killing matches yeah oh. <laughs> Any of the main takeaways from this? I was actually surprised that, that Shayna retained because yeah. I don't know what's next for her. I guess maybe she's gonna, they're going to do a, a singles with her and Shirai. But uh, yeah, I, I, again, I thought this was a, a great performance. Everybody else, I thought Bianca Belair did much better here than she did in the singles with Shayna yeah. because yeah. In, in the singles with Shayna, her weaknesses got a little bit exposed. I thought here, where she can just kind of dip in and out, and she's kind of a, a supplementary. Yeah. Individual to the to the main stuff. Uh, she did well. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought she did well. As you said, she, she needs time. Uh, I was surprised by the Shayna uh, retaining because I thought she was probably going to get called up. Um, I, th- I think they'll keep it down there I, until I, Wanda's I, back. I think the direction they might be going in with, uh, at least in the short term, I think she's going to fight uh, Io on her own because uh, Io, sorry, uh, because Io's got a pinfall over her, but she's the one person in that four way that. Shayna hasn't beaten yet mm. so I think they might go in that direction and I have a feeling they might probably be doing a long term thing between her and Bella uh, for Brooklyn mm-hmm. uh, possibly but yeah I agree that it's, it's saying something where this match is like it is the weakest match on the card but the weakest match on this card is if it was on the Wrestlemania card would be probably in the top three <laughs> if not higher yeah, yeah. as I said and I'd agree I think uh, Kieran's right I, I can't think of another multi-man match that was better than this over the weekend this um I, I, I enjoy the story of this. Shayna, as, as you said, is just a great act. She's like well, probably one of the best pure heel acts uh, in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, she's up there because of the presentation. It's, it's literally kind of how I would imagine what they were going to do with Ronda if they just didn't want her to smile all the time. But oh, it's... Pay her all that money and say don't smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, uh, obviously I, I love Kyrie and, and EO. Uh, the, the goddesses. Uh, and, but Belair, is, well, she's, she's green... She's green as goose shit, but there is something. <laughs> there's something about her, not there's, to the extent of the velvet team, but there's something there with. Give it time. Yeah, she there's needs more potential. time. Potential. There's a lot yeah, of potential yeah. there. She's physically very raw impressive talent. and raw talent. Absolutely raw talent. Um, I think in terms of like the actually how they played the match, I thought they played out really well. Uh, I quite like the storyline because if you're watching the the week by week show, obviously there's a connection there with the Sky Pirates, and there was actually a promo where they stated that they would be happy for either one of them to win as long as one of them wins they just wanted the belt off Shayna and then of course the time comes and they actually break each other's pins and Kyrie uh, not turns but kind of like screws her out um, yeah. and that's why like there's a mess I don't think they sold it enough on commentary it's no, like they one didn't. thing they didn't sell it enough going oh but they said you know they, they didn't they didn't put over that alliance completely as to why they're aligned lied with each other to try and get the belt off Shayna because they're sick and tired of her um, so that moment was kind of unfortunately slightly last because I, I kind of not popped but I was kind of shocked by that because it's like oh I just, ooh you know and then obviously yeah. kind of go back and then, <laughs> and then once you get that you kind of get the, the, the crumbling and, and that led to like the finish which was really good where they're kind of like now fighting each other instead of fighting on the, on the, on the same front Belair gets on top of them 
which then allows which great does a great freaking finishing move which that move was perfectly executed you couldn't have hit that any better I was terrified when she had them both in the rack like someone's getting fucking dropped on the head you couldn't you couldn't have hit that perfectly uh, as perfect as she did and that was great because it's like the two people that could have saved her from that submission she's just taken out yeah, and it, was just, awesome. it just made Shayna just look like made such Shana a fucking look kid. So it's a killer instinct yeah, yeah. The killer instinct so opportunistic and at the same time it's yeah. like you fucked this up for yourself lady yeah, sorry exactly, yeah. it's, it's literally they're all fighting amongst themselves and because you actually watch that match Shayna's not in it that much no, she it's, wasn't it's basically they're, they're all fighting amongst themselves yeah. they're fighting over the piece of meat which was in the promo package before and she dangles the piece of meat which is the, the belt they're all fighting over that and not concentrating on the king of the jungle which takes us now to the main event Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano two out of three falls uh, a match that going in I was not actually all that excited about for whatever reason I, I, everybody was saying that this match has potential to be a classic I was like ah, you know there's something about the mix that doesn't <laughs> do it for me right now I think it's just because you know, even though they're both cold, it was cold going into it. But much. and especially when it's like uh, Gargano is still the, they've done such a number on Johnny with the whole fucking fake heel turn stuff that they were trying to do with Champion. They tried to get too clever for themselves. Was, yeah, oh come on. Didn't it didn't work out the way that it they wanted it to, and they shouldn't have even gone down that road. They they went down that road because they fucked it up in the first place so bad. Cole was kind of thrust out of nowhere after like jobbing on like a few takeovers in a row. So it's like ah, uh, you know, I just don't know. And when the match started, and they're all chatting for Adam Cole, and they're called for Johnny, and it's like, oh. and the the first four, I was sitting there mad during the first four when they're they're blistering, blowing themselves up, running through all this stuff to a symphony of silence, and they're getting so fuck. It was like it was like watching them. I was actually annoyed watching the first four, believe it or not. Uh, the fact that they're just walking through this choreographed series of stuff I thought Adam Cole too. fucking throwing this clothesline where he's not even putting the force it's just ducking under the clothesline it's like, it was like watching two wrestlers walk through their match yeah. earlier in the day which is this harsher criticism I can make for this because by the end yeah. this was the fucking greatest match all weekend it was just this the, was f- so marvellously done was just, in the end it was intense enough so the crowd helped as well but I but the first whatever part of the match I'm thinking the same thing it's too choreographed it's too oh, I, I can't it's like they, fuck, they screwed the pooch here and then it doesn't change no but the intensity picks up and the crowd get into it and again by the end it's like just this is fucking ace yeah. <laughs> it's like they actually imagine this when they actually start doing stuff for a reason rather than just running through some a bunch of exchanges because that's what I guess they thought people wanted or that's what they had to do and the thing is that they knew you could tell from the pace it's like you know this has to go long to get the fans back because yeah. the fans are so they're, they're very tired by this point in the show but they're, they're rushing through this all these sequences for no reason they didn't have to go this fast and I thought I say, I sound, it's so funny to nitpick this match because so people are raving about this being like an all time mm. classic and it's like the first bit I wasn't feeling yeah. that of course mm. it's all about the end and by the end the last 10 minutes of this match I just adored <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it basically it shouldn't have been a two out of three falls quite simple as that I think I think that's um, a, a resonant of the, the Gargano Champa or what they originally wanted to do with them I think it, they wanted it to be a two out of three falls and so for some peculiar reason they just decided to keep that as opposed to just like this is a different match we need to go with a different approach they just kind of kept it in there and I think that maybe might be why to the why the crowd was quite quiet because 
What's the, the point? Yeah, the, yeah because the but what's, the, what's the point? It's, it's, it's going to go to three falls. They're not going to surprise us and do two because mm. that's going to go down like a lead balloon. You never know, Johnny. Well, yeah, yeah, you never know. So, so, so the crowd was just quiet, and as you said, they just kind of choreographed it. And so that's why I can't state it's my favorite match of the weekend because I can say that like the ending, the last ten minutes was fucking amazing, but I can't say it was a great overall match. Uh, I'd, I'd give the the Dukes to to um, to Dreams match because just it was a more complete package. It, it it did kind of I did kind of start because it's getting late by this point. I was starting to rain a bit on this, but that final third once once they got through the bullshit of the first two falls and we actually got to what the match is, which is just a one on one first guy to get a pinfall wins. Um, the match was absolutely phenomenal and and just built absolutely fantastically uh, to the point where those, those kind of last bits, those close calls, is like I'd say it was almost up there with like the Omega Okada kind of stuff. They were just, the last two near falls were. Unreal! Yeah. They were so good. When fucking undisputed, it's like the ref, like the undisputed era. But then yeah. the ref bump. But then they run in and. Well, that's what I was going to say. A couple of things, probably in terms of the crowd, which helped to pick up. Um, first of all, getting the first two falls out of the way because yeah, it's hard to be genuine, genuinely emotionally invested in something which you know is not the finish yet. Um, and also, the they were probably seventy percent pro. Adam to start until yeah. they until yeah. they 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 flipped him um, and when they flipped him and then got totally behind and Johnny, that's masterful yeah that was that's when the whole thing kicked into 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 overdrive for me so yeah. when when they actually got the match in the position as you say in terms yeah. of the, the in terms of the, the pending finish and also the, the, the casting of the characters as they should be um, when that when they worked them into position which is fantastic that they actually managed to yeah. do that um it, it yeah they, they, it was just fucking beautiful I, I loved the Johnny not wanting to go for the count out finish in the third fall and then Adam Coppins the tale ending on the table and then just gets in the ring and says no oh. fuck it count him out because yeah. again this is the little stuff that eventually turns the tide of yeah he wants the cheat he wants the yeah. bullshit yeah but Johnny you know and it's like during that time that was like, so close as well that, it that, was that, that got in on <laughs> just as you're saying the 10 it was so goddamn but this, close this is one of the things with Gargano which is why he's so good which is that when he layers this I don't know if it's him or if it's Cole or who or Shawn Michaels or whoever is the agent that laid out the match when it comes to the point where Gargano is selling like the baby face and you can start to feel that people are seeing him as the baby face again yeah. and it all just comes rushing back yeah. and it's like yes that's why we fucking love yeah. him as a baby face because when he gets mm. to this position he sells it so well and he just delivers everything he needs to do so well and this is where the, the, the near falls and the flood of near falls comes in where when he's got him in the air the Gargano escape and he taps and he's got that little sorry look on his face because the referee can't see him he said he taps <laughs> and it's like he knows he's about to get yeah. fucked yeah. he knows it we all know it and we can see it on his face too that we- he knows it when they, they they built up super as you said like it's it's masterful how they turn that it was. it was I would say it was almost completely pro uh, Cole at the beginning there and they turned it absolutely brutal they they got me complete twice completely honestly. oh so yeah I said too. it's up there with the Omega Okada's or Omega Naito matches and stuff like that because they completely got me because in my head in, in, in terms of what I was booking I was just thinking like I think Cole probably needs this um, he needs something and when they got to the point where the Undisputed Era come out and they're doing the screw finish where they hit the Red Dragon finisher on him I was like that's it because that's the thing that's what they're going to do Cole's going to win through having to, to use people because in the promo package at the beginning he says like, another I great have promo numbers. package by the yeah. way we didn't even yeah. mention that. the yeah. video package yeah. of this match where, where the training was yeah. so fucking which ace. he should have used for the fucking no I'm not going to go into it in the main event of the uh, other show um, 
yeah it's just that he says in it, it says I have one thing you don't I have the numbers game so when he actually brings out the numbers game I was like that's what the finish is going to be he's going to win the title for using the numbers game and then we're going to go into a Gargano Cole where he's going to have to run through the entire undisputed there and get rid of them so he can have Cole one on one so I was absolutely positively that's the finish to the point where when I know when the finish is I don't get excited as in get in the end of my seat I actually just relax because I'm like that's the finish that's it and that's like, so I sat back for that and when he kicked out I was on my feet <laughs> and, then, and I was on my feet going ooh <laughs> okay okay so what's the finish then then they get you and this is the real genius part this is the, the best them, part is when they get you the second time yeah where just this, this is amazing so, so they do the thing uh, they're doing uh, going outside and then Gargano attacks the rest of them and, like, he, and he, lays he, them all he, out yeah, he, he, throw, he throws Strong into the turnbuckle uh, he kicks a Bobby Earthfish and then he grabs a, a, a O'Reilly in the, in the tornado and does the whole he, he rotates the tornado and as he's doing that Inseguri's fish while DDT uh, while DDT I always lose my fucking mind I was like I love that shit I love when the baby face goes fucking crazy and just one hit kills everybody and they're <laughs> all lying at me and it's like oh my god but it's a great story telling like you're being distracted Johnny concentrate on what it is he and runs just, in and runs gets in, the kick two kicks knee to the back of the head I was like that's the fucking finish it still works he's still, he's still having to take everyone out yeah. kicks out again I'm losing my that's guard the that one. Fucking mind. that's the one I, that I got, everybody wants. I gotta admit after that point I was pretty much on the feeling like Okay, Gargano's getting this now. They're kind yeah, of he, has to, he, he has, has to, to get it now. He has to get it now. But by that point, I didn't care because they got me twice. It's amazing if you try and get me once, but you got me twice <laughs> in a row. And I was like, oh, fair play. <laughs> and I was like, fair play. And it's absolutely fantastic how they just turned it in the end. So when like he, he eventually taps, just like, he taps tap Cole, tap yeah. you bitch. You know it's over. And like when when Cole like he kicks out twice and Cole just looks to the outside and he sees everyone else is down and like he's got no more tools left. You can see the frustration on his face when he just looks and goes. You fucking dicks and he goes useless twats I'm going to have to do this on my own yeah. I was like now nah, mate you're done then he loses you're done, yeah. mate you're the heel you're done that's how it's supposed to be a special shout out for Kyle O'Reilly as well when <laughs> when, when he yeah, no, no, when he realised the ref's down and he's like time to cheat his legs going put that little pistons oh my god I thought, Kyle O'Reilly's mannerisms are winning me yeah, over yeah, 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 I, that's I, great. I'm sorry for ever doubting you Kyle yeah. you know what now I think you took the criticism on board yeah that's, <laughs> that's what I like to think that's what I like to think Nothing, nothing all weekend for me, including the best match at WrestleMania, peaked like this did. I thought yeah. this was the best match of the weekend. And uh, just, just, for, just, just because I think it's so impressive to go that long on a show that long with that many good matches on. To start where you started and end up where you ended is, I think, just masterful. Thoughts on the ending? Considering that was another one of those handshake. Oh, Champa coming out. Champa coming out. Um. Well, again, given that I hadn't seen all the build. I was, I was well. I was kind of taking it in. I didn't. Again, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm. Why would they embrace him? Mm-hmm. And he looked just salty anyway. So he still looked like a heel. And I thought, Johnny, he's gonna, bat- he's gonna turn, he's gonna fuck your missus, he's gonna, he's gonna steal do it your belt, and turn on you again. <laughs> I can see, I can see it my way. Why would you trust this guy? So that didn't make any sense. Like you stupid baby face. <laughs> And he's, yeah, so that didn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. As he had some kind of come to Jesus moment because no, of his injury. G- well, yeah, I guess. That's pretty they, much what they they're hitting. They babyfaced him. They on television, they babyfaced Yeah, so they're basically because he's broken his neck and he's got the surgery, and actually, legitimately, I'm not sure if they know if he's coming back or not at this point. Oh, dude, they did more than that with the babyfacing. Oh, I know. The documentary they're talking about yeah. his fucking how he had it, got his child and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I was, I was like, shit, you're really babyfacing him. Yeah. Like, fu- he was a great heel. He was like one of the best heels they've had in a long time. But after watching like that documentary stuff, I said, I can't boo this guy again. Yeah. I can, because I know too much about him. 
Yeah. I know what he's gone through in real life. Well, I can't this is, him again. This is his ultimate baby face. Was that to pep up Johnny then in the face stakes? I would imagine by so. By proxy. Yeah. Um, Possibly. Yeah. I'd imagine yeah. that. Yeah. It does obviously that explains but, everything. But I guess because, as you said, because we're, because his future is uncertain and we're, we're not, we weren't going to get the storyboard ending that mm. was originally planned, I think by going with the more non babe realistic storyline was the next best thing they can do. And it's a bit kind of like brown nosing of themselves to do the, the non storyline version. But. I guess it's kind of like a, he sees the error of his ways, and it's yes. like, a, it's like it, just, it ends on a happy ending that they because there may not be any other ending for them. Uh, you know, yeah, but uh, in the real world, <laughs> in the real world, <laughs> if this car- car- characters defined by actions, not words, and this guy's actions have only been to take a backward step when he got injured. So no, that doesn't make you a baby face. It makes you a fucking chicken shit coward who've now the world has fucking crumbled around you. And it still makes Johnny Gargano a fucking stupid baby face for just oh it doesn't matter. And that's yeah. there needs to be a line where you say no. And it should have been fuck you, Chomper. I've beaten you, and you've got a broken neck. And it should be ficking the V's up to him, not embracing because everything's happy and yeah. oh, it's just too much of that in wrestling. Not enough anger and angst. Yeah, I agree. Not not enough torments. Not enough fucking hate. You know what it is? Not enough hate. You know what it is? Because at the start of every show and they put up the warning and one of the warnings is something fucking stupid. The actors. Like aggressive, no, aggression or something like that or, and it's like, it's a fucking wrestling show. It's oh, on the, on the, uh, on the, the warnings before yeah, yeah. the TV yeah. 13, whatever. Suggestive yeah. dialogue. Suggestive yeah. dialogue or aggression. Aggressive behaviour. So, Sexual content. It's a fucking <laughs> wrestling show where they're supposed to be fighting and you warn Ah, oh, I just drives my gears. <laughs> Anyway. Great show though. Great show. Great show. Best of the weekend. Would, 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 you, would you put that as uh, the best NXT show they've done? It was that or the one they did last year. Yeah. Uh, Mania weekend all, with uh, Gargano and Champa yeah. in the first street fight when Johnny beat him. Or with possibly a... the first War Games as well. Mm, no, I thought I that. I, I, I thought I, I thought last year's show with the ladder match yeah. and that match yeah. was better. And I think that this was better than that. I think have, this year's was better than last year. Yeah. I think this year's was the best I'd, one. I'd have to go back and watch them all over again and put them in some sort of ranking. Yeah, well. We'll do it as a podcast. <laughs> we've thought about it. Actually, I think, uh, I think Edward suggested the same thing as well. In yeah. fact, I go for it. call me on that. I don't do lists. <laughs> I love lists. I'll do lists. Yeah. I'll do the episode. I'll watch them all back again from a rival onwards. Let's talk briefly. I mean, we do mean briefly here because there's a lot of shows this weekend. This one's not mm-hmm. going to get that much time. But G1 Supercard, we'll uh, mention in passing here just because it was another five hours and 30 minutes of wrestling if you wanted to watch it. Oh. Um. A real tale of two shows, <laughs> the, the ROH element uh, and the New yeah, Japan yeah. element. Yeah. You know what? Because uh, that's what you, you, you text Kieran, that you did not, Kieran, you did not watch the show by the way. For, for um, complete clarity of the listeners, I was preoccupied on Sunday. <laughs> In retrospect, I could have just watched. I this. probably should have watched the wrestling instead. Instead of seeing Wolves. Yeah. Like, we didn't want to talk about it. I'm not unspent. Mate, we were two up. We were two the up. The 79th minute, and he, it was there. Put, oh, Ralph on the Lucha Master world was right. It was a golden marketing opportunity to. Oh, oh my God, I was so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I then tried to drink to forget the previous <laughs> three, three hours. I, I, I still remember, but I couldn't make it into work the next day because I, <laughs> I, I did vomit in the early hours of the morning. Good man. So, yeah, G1 Supercard. <laughs> vomiting in the early hours of the morning yeah. onto my TV screen was Ring of Honor with uh, some of their efforts. Oh, my God. So they started with a rumble, the Honor Rumble, which went like 45 fucking minutes of 30 entrants in this rumble. I know that a lot of this show, actually, for a lot of people, they probably just started with uh, Osprey and Jeff Cobb. Hmm. But no, the, no. the Honor Rumble went on. Right. 
for eternity. First off, I'll put clarification on this. So we're watching all this wrestling this weekend. I had a stag do in the middle of all this <laughs> that I went to. So I didn't actually watch the show until Monday. It was the last thing I yeah. watched because I was kind of hoping slightly in my mind that this would like, be the best show of the bunch. A bookend. Yeah, a bookend. Um, that's a nice little phrase you put there. I was just saying it's, it's a, it was a, a game of two shows or something like that. It's a nice way because it's a nice way of trying to disassociate in the New Japan from the Ring of Honor. But it was one show, and it was a poor show. Because, <laughs> and a poor show, and it doesn't matter if there was two good matches on there or more. If you if you like some of the other ones, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, three or four yeah, matches. It doesn't. It, it was still a poor show from beginning to end. It was poorly executed. I won't call it beginning it, to end. It, bad. It was, but, but yeah, it could, there wasn't there wasn't really a solid section. Maybe those two no, good matches no... back to back. There wasn't a solid yeah, yeah. period of time where you can just go. I just watched that period. You had to press the pause, uh, the, the fast forward button a few times. Oh yeah, in between sure. matches, uh, it was a poorly executed show. Yeah, I'd say I that thought, for sure. This was awful. Um, this this <laughs> this, this, this was what this was what <laughs> they. Creepy. He gets th- you agree, and then he tries to get you to. Yeah, you know, then he slides this, in. Yeah. This was awful. <laughs> this, this is this is what um, they we, we were talking about. This is what they kind of gave up the whole e, e, AEW kind. Like connection with because they were like so certain about no we need to stick with ROH and it's like I'm sorry they, they made you look fucking rinky dink yeah I'm sure they were coming across thinking like oh New Japan New Japan can elevate us in the show and it was a complete opposite effect it made New Japan look rinky dink made them look third rate I don't think it made I think I I see this differently I think in front of that crowd in MSG I think that ROH completely bush league themselves I think New Japan because that was kind of the thing is I'd agree with you completely wasn't for the fact that the, the crowd clearly didn't see this as a joint show they were they, oh, were, they there were there for, for New, New Japan. Japan they were absolutely and when the New Japan. Japan guys came out they shit their pants for and Ibushi they shit their pants yep. for Naito o- Okada was a guard on this show yeah and that's that's why it was Bushley because they did not ha- go to their strengths it wasn't like Ring of Honor just turned around and said look okay we're going to mostly use the New Japan guys but we're just going to do maybe two matches Ring of Honor matches where it's like a, a main event for us or maybe we might you know try to elevate our own talent because they had no stars no right Matt and Taven maybe, maybe oh Kenny right, King ain't right. cutting it. Oh fuck him! At least um, murder Kenny King. Yeah, but but like they didn't even try to have like maybe one of their guys wrestle a New Japan guy. So at least through some sort of osmosis, they can maybe well, get they that did guy the, elevated. The Jeff Cobb Will Osprey match, which was a, it was a good it was, match, it was a fine match. But they didn't do that enough. So so they did actually shoot themselves in the foot, and it did come rinky dink because they didn't work to the advantages of New Japan. And this goes for everything. I love Madison Square Garden. Okay. All the shows that WWE have ever done in there are amongst my top favourite shows because I just love that venue. I've been waiting. I have never been there, unfortunately. I've been waiting to go there for years. I've been waiting for WWE to do a pay per view back there again. Thank you, Vince. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, I've been waiting. I know through watching WWF and so on, I know what that arena looks like. And this is how, how rinky dinky it is. The production value of that show was poor. Okay, they, they may have had some pyro. Well done. You you, you bought some Chinese fireworks. Okay, but it's hey, just like, it's, <laughs> it's but the production on this was poor. The way the camera set up, the lighting was awful. There was times where I forgot they were in Madison Square Garden because it didn't look like Madison Square Garden. And when you don't, when you fail to make it look like Madison Square Garden, so that you got the feel that like you're watching a big time show, which this was apparently supposed to be, that's inexcusable. It's unforgivable. It's so many times, pointless for so, starters. So it yeah. costs a bomb to run there. Yeah. I forgot so many times I was looking at that. It was only like when Rachel was kind of side watching it with me while she was working. She was just turning around and just said, "Where are they?" And I was like, "Fuck them in MSG." 
Yeah. And it's like, not that you'd know looking but at it. But you wouldn't know by looking at it. The production value was bad. I know that I know they haven't got all the money in the world, but it's, it's, it's not hard to hide the wires on your commentary table if you've got a bloody camera <laughs> picture. They've got all like the freaking nodes and everything what they're, they're using to <laughs> fucking hell. That the whole production value was absolutely rinky dink and it and it brought down New Japan. And then you have like a pacing issue with the entire show. Yeah, as you true. mentioned, I did watch the pre-show as well. I watched that abomination of a freaking battle royale. I'm getting sick and tired of watching these battle royales mm. now because there was another two, there was another two of these <laughs> fucking Kieran things. And smiles. I think I can yeah. hear Carl laughing yeah. from Wellington. <laughs> there's, there's another two of these fucking things. This was inexcusable. When you're having certain people like Matt Tavern or whatever, Matt Taven, Matt Taven, whatever that asshole's name is, <laughs> and and you are you are relegating the brilliance that is Suzuki, right, and Ishii down into the fucking pre-show and like Goto and that's, that's New Japan as well I've actually yeah. forgotten Goto exists I've actually yeah. forgot that he actually exists in this world <laughs> um, and, and you have and you have legends like Liger and they got Muta down there he can't walk for shit but just just appearing there and just it wasn't an ace yeah, when Muta yeah, came out Muta, fuck me that Muta's was great just great anyway and it's like you've got all these guys and they're all on the fucking pre-show they're all on this freaking rumble. No one does anything. And it's just like absolutely, like, it's just rinky dink. It's just like, no one cares about the Ring of Honor guys who are coming out, like Cheeseburger and all these assholes. Will Ferrara. Right? Yeah, no one cares. They only care about the big guys. Suzuki was over as Rover as a freaking baby face. Doubly bad by the fact they couldn't even put on the freaking music. They had to dub the, over the, the music. music rights, yeah. They didn't have the music rights. It's New Japan showing it. And then they rub their dicks in my face, <laughs> right? They eliminate Ishii, which is always going to be a crime in my book. They eliminate Suzuki, same crime, uh-huh. right? They have Muta and Liger left at the end. Okay, fantastic. It's two legends. I like both these guys. Okay, it's going to be like watching two snails fucking, but okay, <laughs> let's just watch this, see who wins. Probably Muta, maybe Liger. Let's see. <laughs> Kenny fucking King does a Jerry Law. It comes out from behind the ring. Actually, does a Carmelo, actually, to yeah. the later on in the show. But is that and eliminates both of them. And I'm standing there going, who the fuck is Kenny King? I know the answer to that. I already know him. It's a subjective, uh, it's a, you know, a joke thing because I know who the fuck he is. But he's, question. Rhetorical question, thank you, yeah. Because he's fucking useless. He's an <laughs> asswipe. I'm fully, I'm fully on the Jim Cornette. I've listened enough of the Jim Cornette. He's, he's my hero anyway. So if he says he's an asshole, I believe it. Yeah. Okay, but I've watched enough of him. I thought, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Like, if you're going to put a Ring of Honor guy over, at least do it in a convincing manner where, like, he generally beats an Ishii or Suzuki. Like, he, he fights him, he goes toe-to-toe with him and wins. It's like, oh, wow, they went toe-to-toe, won the best in New Japan, and they won that Rumble. Great. No, you don't just finger-fuck two legends and throw them over the top <laughs> rope and then celebrate, like, a Kurt Angle when you haven't achieved anything. There is no excuse, considering how, when we go forward with the rest of the show, that I, I just kept thinking in my mind, Ishii and Suzuki were in the pre-show. And then you're watching the ROH matches, yeah. thinking to yourself, like I did, yeah. watching the, the, the three-way ladder matches. Like, which, by the way, I don't, you probably wouldn't have heard the story. They were actually ROH was lobbying to get their match on last. I heard, I've heard this. Yeah, oh, <laughs> over Okada oh, winning. If they if they put that on after Okada White, shit would have hit the fan. Oh, they would. Okay. Everyone just left. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone would just left. But the pacing of the show was awful. You had we already had that really bad match. You have an opening match then, which was actually really solid. It's Matanza, isn't it? Uh, oh Jeff yeah, Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Matanza. Okay. I, 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 I love I love Matanza. Um, From Lucha Underground. And uh, you know Osprey. You know he's really good. Needs to check his style a little bit. Otherwise, oh, his face expressions he's, he's, getting worse. He's gonna be. He's, he's gonna be dying. So it's like you got one great match, uh, or one a good solid match, a good solid opener. The women's match, oh. which fucking killed the oh. show dead. 
they have this match which absolutely puts everybody to sleep and you know what do you know how you use your best advantage of being an MSG you're with New Japan you're getting new viewers in to watch it do you know what really hooks them and makes you think this is a promotion on the move you use a tired old TNA act <laughs> here comes the Velvet Sky here. and Angelina oh. here come the beautiful people we're going to regurgitate that there's a funny story behind that I think that was from um, Alvarez and uh, uh, Madison Rain where this Mad- Mad- Madison Rain yeah Madison Rain was uh, with the company and they, uh, they weren't doing anything with her she wanted to release they said what do you want to do to, to keep you there she says we could always do the beautiful people they went okay we'll do that she says I'm going to leave anyway <laughs> they, leave. Bring they bring in. in the beautiful people anyway and she and, leaves and the crowd are fucking dead they do not like this one bit they fucking hate this they are, they're, they're quiet at first and then they just, just abject booze they just hate this awful yeah absolutely dire and again I'm going to rush yeah. through the rest of the cards because I know yeah. we're because, because, actually, because it actually gets worse yeah, it does get worse it gets worse with Bully Ray Bully and Ray and that fucking Gordon. six man tag was yeah. dog shit I've just decided I don't like Flip Gordon <laughs> you just I don't like now. this that whole thing with the cane where they're hitting him on the back fuck him yeah. I don't like him anymore you had to wait ages and even then you get to like a triple threat um, uh, you know junior heavyweight match Great, Ishimori's great, Dragon Lee's great, Bandito. Nine you minutes. can see why um, you know everyone was bidding for him. They give the fuckers nine minutes. Yeah. They give Bully Ray and those toss pots longer. Yeah. Go piss yourself, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Rinky Dink, third rate fucking company. <laughs> right? You can piss yourselves, right? New Japan, you need to cut that fucking tumor out. Get yeah. rid of them. They're absolutely useless. The rest of the show is fine. I was I've never been so fucking pleased to see Tanahashi in my entire life. Yeah. I love Tanahashi and I was I was begging on I was I was lapping him up. I was like, thank you, finally. It's taken me three fucking hours of the show to finally see a star. Yeah. Well, apart from the pre-show, where they got eliminated by Kimmy. Oh, they had loads. But, oh, fuck them. They were booked. They were on the pre-show. I got. I got to mention a couple of things real quick. PCO is fucking insane. That was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. You are an idiot. They, they, I, I can't remember who it was. Someone, someone it was, grabs him. It was. It was. Uh, who was it? Who was in the match with him? Was it with the Gorillas? It was the Gorillas of Destiny. They picked up PCO Pierre, the Quebecers from way back when, in like a, a double powerbomb type position, and they throw him over the top rope. And he takes a flat back bump on the floor, no table. The fucking sickest thing you've ever seen in your entire Disgusting. life. Absolutely, the only thing Stupid. more repulsive I've ever seen was seeing RH's new signings, Enzo and Big Cash. <laughs> yeah, this 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 was a match which was a fatal four where they had the Briscoes in there as well, and they had what a waste of Sonata. Uh, Sonata oh so and Evil, and then and this is this is how Winky thing. They have Enzo and Cass. Okay, we all laugh at that. It's absolutely ridiculous. But it was the one minute interesting thing that happened in this match oh, and man. they deliberately didn't film it they cut away shoot. they're doing the shoot where they're cutting away and it's just saying like oh nothing's going on in the background we're just going to ignore them you're not going to get on camera guys still talking about the guys but not showing them and they're just trying to continue on the show the gorillas destiny are celebrating their win and they're just kind of like looking off the side they're not showing any of the footage they're not showing Enzo and Big Cass fighting Bully Ray who's come out because he's got to have his dick in every pie and, and find everyone else. Dicks today. It's just this. Yeah. It's it's. It was absolutely. Dicks in the face, by the way. How many dicks did you take in the face <laughs> during the course of this show and the stage? <laughs> just wondering. I lost count. I'm gone. <laughs> But th- it was it was absolutely ridiculous. The one interesting thing about this match, and they didn't film it, and that's when I just turned around and said, "You, hey, are, you PCO, are fucking losers." PCO getting murdered was pretty interesting. No, that was just disgusting. <laughs> that was absolutely sick. That that was worse than like fucking. Well, actually, no, it wasn't bad. It should bat his head, but but it was, it was, it just was like, close. It was it was it was. I thought awful. I thought that's like potential serious injury right Luck- there. Luckily, you know, we had Ta- Tanahashi um, Zack uh, Junior, which was a solid match. It wasn't their best efforts, but it was good. You had a, a really solid again, uh, solid to good to great. Uh, match of uh, Kota and Naito. Yeah, it was really you then good. go with a. Uh, you have uh, you again then go to this 
boring ass fucking 31 minute, if I remember right, 31 minute long triple threat ladder match with their three stars, which were Jay Lethal. I like Jay Lethal. He's he's a great guy. He's a mid carder. He's a mid carder, absolutely. Uh, Marty Skull, who I actually kind of rate, I think he's good, but again, I don't think he's a world champion. And then this freaking loser who wins (laughs) the freaking match, right? As I said to you, he looks like the afterbirth (laughs) of a fucking love child between. Connor of the Ascension and The Miz Psycho 2008 <laughs> okay he looks the most rinky dink he was freaking Davian Vane okay. <laughs> like, he was the most rinky dink freaking loser I've ever seen and they put the freaking belt on this asshole I couldn't believe it I sat there Rachel's watching next to me going is this show still fucking going I said I don't know because I'm going to slip my wrists in a minute because it was so goddamn bad thank god for Okada but the problem was with this match not going too far into it. We, we, we've explained our issues with, with White before. The, the, the crowd was dead for the beginning of this mm-hmm. because they've been just been murdered by this inconsistent mess of a show. It doesn't matter how many like couple of good matches were in there. This show was a fucking mess. <laughs> and it took them ages. And it goes to the quality of how freaking great our Lord and Saviour Okada, Okada is, is in the wrestling world. That it took, it took him a while. He had to he, work his ass off. He but did. he got them in the Boy, final like, five ever. minutes. And man, that final closing segment is, is up there with Gargano and Cole. It was absolutely fantastic. But boy, did he have to fucking work for that. He had to work. This rinky-dink fucking show. It's been said before this weekend. I said it to UG, but I felt it. When I watched the whole weekend, I thought Gargano and Cole was the best match. But I came away thinking, you know what? Okada's the best wrestler in the world. He, just, he's, he's so fu- in that match he's just he was so in control of the timing and the pacing and when he wanted to pick the crowd up they were with him every single time yeah. and you could just see the way that they built and built and built it's like this guy everything he does is perfect the way, the way his facial yeah. expressions escalate yeah. is perfect the way that the tempo of the match picks up is perfect when you think he's going at a decent clip yeah. and the people aren't quite with him the way that you expect yeah. then the tempo picks up like another two Get steps some- somehow it's like you realise yeah without even realising it he was yeah. actually in slow motion before yeah. and now my energy level is raised yeah. because he's actually working at a normal clip which yeah. means that when he really fucking dials it on at yeah. the end you're just pissing yourself he's so he, good he, he's one of these guys who I said a while ago where I, I generally feel like I'm watching a legacy kind of built here where like, oh, yeah, we're, he's, he's going to be the same time. mouthful he's, he's as Kabashi and Masao he's there, he's, he's he's there already he, uh, just watching him he's absolutely and he kind of he, he saved him it wasn't say he saved the show because I said it was a rinky dink show but he saved himself I think he saved the he show he saved himself and White it, we've, we've explained this before but I just, I'm just not sold on him nah, I, no matter what he's, he's a mid card at best I'm not, I've got no problems with the push I've got no problems with the storyline at all get a turn, a turn on him it's just that he wasn't the right guy to do it with there's got to be better options than this I'm not sure um, there are, but uh, in terms of young line or using someone else it's, he's, he's, he's a poor man's omega basically he really is he's, he's a poor man like you know living on the streets pissing his shoes he's just like a poor man's <laughs> omega and it's like I, but he's, he's, he's mid card at best he'll be a solid mid carder but he's not I can't I hope he doesn't win the belt back I again. think that they are seeing him as their long term project of he's oh, get, I think he's going to get not. it back I hope not not anytime soon but I think he will and if you are homeless listen to this please write in and let us know if you piss in your shoes I don't think you do <laughs> it was other people's piss probably that Matt Tavern whatever <laughs> fucking asshole name is but just think of the way that this Lisa. came off when this show was finished the two champions are Kazuchi Okada and Matt Taven <laughs> That's what, that's what I said. It's a very nice way of phrasing it. It was a, it was a show of it was a show of like two, two halves for me. Two, two shows. It's like it's one show, man. The stuff was that was one show and it was a fucking mess from beginning to end. It was a, it was a mess. I agree with that. But I think that there was enough good on the show to merit 
divert away from awful. This, this, was, this was sorry. This, this was supposed to be MSG. This was supposed to be a big show for them. Uh, you know, they they sold it out. Yeah, sold it out. It supposed to be big, and it, they they cluster fucked this. Yeah, in my eyes, I think ROH totally cluster fucked. I think New Japan say themselves some dignity. But speaking of which, we'll go to the Mania Thirty Five, and uh, in terms of dignity, we'll see how much is covered on this show when it's all said and done. And we we we, we come off uh, a little bit rocky here at the start on the old dignity front as Hulk Hogan comes sauntering down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. Alexa Bliss comes out for the your uh, your WrestleMania. Wasn't she great though? She was great all night. Uh, she was better later in the night. The damn segment was probably the best thing in WrestleMania history. <laughs> dress. Yeah, man. It was the, so easily impressed. It was the, it was, it was the bounce. <laughs> it was the cell. On the damn, yeah. Oh, <laughs> she sold the damn so well. I, I, you know what? Fuck Hogan, though. This, Fucking this, Hulk Hogan. This, uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan. This, this has to stop <laughs> right now. Uh, not just the Hogan stuff. This... Eight hours. Oh yeah, seven so. and a half hours. This has to fucking stop yeah. right now. By the way, I've, I've skipped a Hogan and Alexa Bliss at the start of WrestleMania because I didn't watch the pre-show because I'm not watching. What's that? I'm not I watching did. two hours of absolutely pointless garbage. They don't care. That. They what, don't care. Not? I'm not going to. They actually you, did title changes you on this show. You didn't miss much. It, 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 the, the, the cruiserweight was actually a solid match. They got rid, they took the title off Buddy Murphy. I'm guessing they're hopefully they're putting him on the main roster because I think he's actually really good. Um, the the two battle royales. The men's battle royale was completely freaking useless. There, 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 was, there was, there was, well, yeah, as, as per usual. But that, that one was in particular when you got Andrade in there. I felt so I was, bad. Like, I was fucking Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's, Jeff Hardy's a yeah. fucking star. Yeah. Why is he hanging around? I mean, yeah. Braun. I mean, Braun. Good thing his music's but... good because it played for about twenty minutes. <laughs> and then the women's one, there was some nice kind of like moments in it. But again, they do nothing with Asuka. Uh, Carmella wins in the end. It's like nah, whatever. What's the point? And uh, the tag match, okay. Uh, the Hawkins and Ryder wins. That's cool. I like that storyline if it existed. They it did didn't exist. There was they no story. People, nothing to it. I hated that. And granted, I didn't even watch it. But I'm just yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. when people say, "Oh yeah, the story." I like the story of yeah. You could see where it was going. Where Hawkins was going to break the streak at WrestleMania and win the belts. It's like, mm. when the fuck did this happen? I follow what happens on Raw. I don't watch it every week, but I follow it. And I haven't seen no. fucking mentioned they, one of Kurt they Hawkins. Mentioned it uh, late last year, and then they instantly. That was it. it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. What streak? His losing streak. He's like, yes. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. But Hogan. So yeah, we start the show with fucking Hulk Hogan coming out, and in what I thought was actually one of the truly finer moments of the show, Paul Heyman yeah. storming the ring this to was, real this American. Was good. This, was <laughs> this, this was a good, this was a good moment. I, I was I was happy about this. which Hogan didn't know about, good. which is hilarious. The Hogan appearance, so kind of symptomatic of so many appearances on the show, mm-hmm. superficial and pointless. All of them, everything on the show, and, and you know what? And the commentary for fuck's oh sake! Oh my god! The commentary, which we'll talk about throughout this the show. Bordering on. WrestleMania two, commentary. Yeah, yeah, it was. It Just, was. It, 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 I was. I was longing door of people. I was longing for Susan St. James when fucking. Actually, you know what? That is one thing that's great on the pre-show. I will say this. A guy from, um, is it King of the Ring? Oh, what Donovan? Yes, yeah, oh, Donovan the show. Well, at least he makes me laugh. He's an idiot. <laughs> it's, everything they do, there's no thought. Or, or love or care put into WrestleMania no. cards. It's just getting everyone on the show for a payday. That's all and, it is. And a, cheap, and, a cheap, and a cheap pop for these things. Like, oh, oh. I went create WrestleMania moment like this. Like the thing is, and you hear all the time the commentary talking about the moments. Yeah. Oh, what a moment this is. What oh, what moments? What fucking moment? I'm not gonna remember any of this. It means nothing. You can't just snap your fingers, which Alexa Bliss did, and create one. By having Hogan just what walk out and do a little bit of a pose, he there, kind of walked. There, there, there was no, a lot yeah. of people that turned around and just said uh, in kind of review of the saying like, "Oh, it was, you know, it was a solid Mania stuff." I feel only was a bit shorter. Said, well, then that's a failure. 
I did not. But you can't put the caveat of saying, oh, this would have been a great show if it was shorter. No, it was, it was a fucking failure because it was too long. Yeah, of course. It doesn't matter if there's some good stuff in there. I mean, the Hogan stuff is just, oh, God, of course you're going to do that. I don't want to. I, I have. I just. I blanked out. I have not. I have no interest. It's got nothing to do with the scandals or anything. I, just, I have no interest in listening to anything you have to say anymore. Go away. <laughs> it is a scandal, like though, because it's like it's, it's, dis- it's disingenuous. It's like a cheer for this arsehole. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's an arsehole. We all know it. And then you love when they cut to the crowd and you just spot black people sitting there, like <laughs> yeah. you fucker. Yeah, you motherfucker. But They're not marking out. That's man. when you have Ron Simmons yeah. come out and go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but they say that they they go with something. Like, well, I wasn't thinking they were going to do. They're going to put Brock on first, and I thought this was a great move. This is one of the few things they did well. Fucking terrible, dude. Oh, that's I thought, such I thought, a shit idea. I, 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 thought, I thought because the, you know they're going with the women in the main event. I, I thought there's probably a bit more steam behind Kofi and Daniel Bryan uh, for them to be in the uh, the sweet spot, uh, which is becoming quite clear now. The sweet spot at the middle of the show. So where do you put these guys? It's I guess put them on first at least it's something at least it's something to talk about I hate the way they structure their cards it's the reason they feel so long people don't understand they do this up down up down up down it doesn't work how long do you people need to be doing this until you realise it doesn't fucking work the reason New Japan could get away with five hour shows and no one even really notices their five hours is because you start with the least interesting match and you build up in value all the way to the one that you're actually legitimately the most excited about You don't do it up, down, up, down, because how the fuck is anyone, after fucking six days of WrestleMania, going to care about Baron Corbin versus <laughs> Kurt Angle or Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley when you've seen two world title matches? Well, which well, in itself appalls me, but that's a separate Well, but, well a maybe day. it's slightly different for me because I sat through the pre-show, so I wanted <laughs> yeah. something good. Okay, well, at this point, I just watched two hours of shit, and, I, and most of that was Jonathan Coachman. Which, so that's the line I wanted to get about the commentary. Sorry to cut you off. No, two no, moments no. on the show that were absolutely fucking splendid. Number one, Michael Cole with this astute wisdom saying, don't forget, by the way, everyone, tomorrow Monday Night Raw is the Raw after WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for clearing that up, Michael. Just stupid fan base. Yeah, yeah. And the other one was, was pointed out to me by uh, Jeremiah Evans, who said that it was topped by Jonathan Coach on the pre-show, who came up with the point that tonight is about tonight. Well said. <laughs> this is a guy got a yeah. job with the SPN, by the way. So, I, I think that's probably the reason why I, want, I like the hot start because I've already been watching like two hours of this shit. They so, gonna, so the I, thing so is, thought, in because, that spot, because honestly, the first half is going to be slightly stronger than than the second half just because of the, of the time. time. Yeah. yeah. So I'd rather Brock Lesnar and, and Seth Rollins get a reaction. But they doom the second half by doing that, and I think that's a, it's, it's a massive problem with the second where, half is doomed anyway. It didn't have to be doomed, but we've been there live at Rainy Thirty Three when Brock and Goldberg went on like after yeah. five fucking hours and the crowd went exact, crazy for exactly it exactly what I was thinking watching this yeah. show is that if you've got something that people actually care about and think special they will they will hot. stand on their feet to watch it no matter even the same way when Brock and Goldberg went down at 33 and we were there yeah. people that was the loudest people got all night easily and that was two matches before the end so I think that this is is indicative of a, of a bigger problem with their structuring of these horribly long shows even though yes they are obviously too long and I don't disagree mm-hmm. with that um we obviously start Seth Rollins beats Brock in short amount of time I didn't like how quick the match was when he got going because it's like this actually had the potential to be the best match on the show and Brock just I don't know if it was their desire if if it was theirs let's just start quick and short and why why does he have to do two minutes it it, it would have made Seth so much stronger if he if he came from I mean he came from behind anyway but he came from behind such a out of nowhere way it was like 
and again, it's like, you know, the low blow, which they kind of touched on and kind of moved on with their lives because mm-hmm. we had the, the next match to get yeah, to. Yeah, never talk about your world title for the rest of the night. You know, yeah, exactly. The universal champion, the guy that broke the streak, the guy that has fucking dominated your company for years. Yeah. He loses the title at WrestleMania, not clean, but to Seth Rollins, not as clean as you're going to get, since they don't want to put him over completely clean. And it didn't even matter. By the time, by the time the iconics were in the ring, it might as well have been 2018. That, that, that's literally that's everything that, that was. It wasn't just exclusive to that match. It was with every other match on that show and every other match they have on every other show they've ever done. Mm-hmm. They always just immediately move past next segment, please. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And so it's just like to the I, 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 I completely. You know, you're absolutely right. I agree, I agree with you. It's like it should have probably been higher, but just in this uh, valuable case, I've just I, I knew. Because remembering from last year how the second half absolutely dipped, I was like, I'd rather this be in the first half now, whilst I'm interested, mm-hmm. than it be in the second <clears> half. Because the second half was an absolute struggle for me after we got past Kofi Bryan. Yeah, so I th- again, I, like think, I cared about. It. I think that's a creature. I think that is that is because they they pulled all that emotional investment out of you early. It's the reason why these second halves mm. die. It's because the stuff that you actually care about the most and get the most excited about during the course of the yeah. show is in the rearview mirror. Mm. So you're tired, you've been through the show because you've had the emotional peaks. You're not supposed to, after you've had the emotional peaks in a wrestling traditional card, after you've had the biggest emotional peak, you're not supposed to, that's supposed to be the end of the show. The emotional peak should be the finale. When it's not, that's why the second half fucking dies on its ass. Anyway, so that's a a whole different set of circumstances because AJ Styles beats Randy Orton with the light shining blindly in the eye of half the fans apparently because they couldn't see and they didn't react to it at all. They didn't miss anything. It's fine. It was, it was a fine, it's fine. match. It's it's just, match. Okay, it's fine. Two people, touch two each guys other, put have together, match. have a match. I hate to say this, but AJ Styles has not had the most stellar run in the last year no. or so. He has been very fucking cold. He's 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 now coming across, at least to me, like he is just cashing the checks. Now he's, he still he's works not, hard. He's not put, he, I, I don't think, I don't think he is. He works hard. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he still does I, all this shit. His maybe maybe, maybe him, a, maybe him on cruise control looks like it's working hard in comparison to everyone else. Oh well, yeah, maybe. But, but no, he's 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 just cashing checks at this point. He's not performing. He's had a lot of good. He's had a lot of good opponents, uh, including Daniel Bryan, and these matches have Joe. not. Joe Nakamura, Orton, who is good, and it's like, and granted, he's not the most thrilling man in the world, Randy Orton, <laughs> but he, he always tends to get the crowd into his stuff. And this was one where it was just like it just kind of happened, and then and again, maybe second on the card, it's not going to feel that important anyway. So what we what we I think that that's the biggest problem. All these matches, you said yourself, once you you you. You do demote Seth and Brock by putting them on first, in my opinion. And then the knock-on effect to all those other matches is just as bad because they are so irrelevant because they're just filler matches that they've, they've gone around a bit and they've been put together. And it's, mm. there's so many matches feel like that. Oh, God. Uh, move to the next match now. It's multi-man time. The Usos uh, defeat Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev at the bar and Ricochet and Alistair Black. And what I actually think was pretty good match <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was good I mean compared to the rest of the card sneaky good it was it was mm. fine um, it, I mean the only thing I mean the main thing that stood out to me was again the, the, the difference in presentation of Black and and Rick compared to two nights before yeah um, when two nights before ironically on the small on the perceived smaller show um, they looked they were presented as much bigger stars, much more value. Actually, that's not you'd expect that, but um, yeah, they were just kind of presented as just guys, um, which is a bit disappointing. They were the only two of the bunch who got to walk all the way down the aisle. 
<laughs> since everybody else got the halfway mark which was a, a very nice uh, little built in feature this year for the people they couldn't be asked to give a full entrance to where they just had them come part from halfway down the aisle to take half an entrance <laughs> walk. yeah so there you go uh, you know the, the great giant swing was in here the great spot with the bar that was, doing that, that was good the endless was giant good. swing while uh, yeah. Seamus was clubbering everybody yeah, away that, that was, was great cool. I was sad Nakamura and Russo didn't win because I love them as a team. I think they're actually <laughs> fucking really funny. Yeah. Um, the Usos are just awesome though and probably deserve to be far bigger stars yeah. than they are and they'll, they'll ever be in this promotion because they actually come up like they're cool. So yeah. there's that. Everyone's good in this match and what you would expect. You'd expect a, a quality from these four teams. It's just it's just it's unfortunate sad. way. It's watching Naka in this thing. It, yeah. Boy, is it ever. Main event is, well, main event is, no, uh, there's no um, such thing as, there's no, there's no such thing no. as multiple main events and I didn't believe yeah. last year's was either. So, yeah, I see what you mean in terms of a fall from Grace. It's not exactly the same as uh, Lex Luger at WrestleMania 10 to 11 going from world title match to yeah. the Blue Brothers. Yeah. His power into jumpsuit was pretty sweet though. Yeah, the jumpsuit's awesome. <laughs> the jumpsuit was fabulous. But his pervert coat was not. No, I don't know what the deal with that was. Yeah. That was that was. That was and I like sleazy Nakamura that's why, that was the original charm of him that was that he was sleazy as fuck but uh, unfortunately that might be a step too far but yeah I mean that's the thing you feel flasher jacket yeah man flasher mac flasher mac <laughs> but, but just the match that when it was over it's like yep yeah, Usos won may as well never happened kind of like AJ and Randy felt no, and, and, it, and it really doesn't happen if you look at the Smackdown results well yeah which is mind boggling really because to me that's the match they probably should have booked for this show from that's what I thought they were going to do Usos and the Hardys because I thought I thought um uh, uh, Black and Ricochet were going to be fighting Revival. Yeah, I thought they were doing the four-way over on that side. Yeah, you'd have thought so, considering that's yeah. the way they were built. The it, brand right? split that's still going. <laughs> apparently, oh, they're splitting again, are they now? Well, no, pa- they're still split. Apparently, are they? Are they? I don't know. Are they? Asked. That's funny because I, I who's on first? I saw I, I saw Drew McIntyre on SmackDown this week. I believe I saw yeah. Coke Kingston There's on Raw this week. week. So they, oh, okay, just to establish who's on what yeah. side after we've been watching everybody on everyone's show for the last. Three months. Yeah, they just draft and see what colour skills they get. Yeah, all right then. Uh, Shane and the Miz. Oh. <laughs> How fucking hard? He's got one of the best physiques on the roster now, somehow. Yeah, he still comes out like a fucking doldosser <laughs> in his t shirt and tracky pants. Yeah, Shane, you mean? Yeah. If you're going to be. I have no problem with the be- calling himself the best in the world because it's great. Hilarious it's great heel heat. It's that's great. It's pro wrestling, but dress like a wrestler. Yeah, like you'd yeah. look, you'd look yeah. kind of. Oh, I would just take you so differently if you just actually, if that's what you're going to be, present yourself as that. Yeah, yeah. It's really trim. And he can go over the top. He can go over the top and have oh, the man. best gear. He should have the you best, have the, the flashiest gear in the business. Yeah, because he's a fucking man. It's like the, the fun you can have with, but it's again, it's kind of like half-assed WWE thing. We're gonna do it, yeah. but we're not really. We're not really gonna. Do we're not really it. gonna put a lot of creative juice to it. We're gonna say that well, he just thinks he's the best thing. in the world. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've done a lot with it in terms of Shane being a dick, which um, I like that. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah. It. I was kind of surprised they, they did as much as they did with the, 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 the dad because um, it's slightly ballsy, and you know, one of the things I have to put a warning upon the, the, before their uh, the show starts. Of course, because it's it's, it's you know it's it's disturbing stuff. But it's just so half-arsed, and it's like I like everything they do. It's mm. it, half-arsed is yeah, that's the way. Yeah, and come on, it's the fucking music. I'll be honest. First of all, I've got to say two things. Number one, I actually enjoyed this match. Yeah, because this, my, I, I like this, this match as in well. in terms of like, look, it's 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 like Raven, Big Show, and Kane. It's just a <laughs> wacky all over the building. 
Shane flying onto a golf cart I, and then on the cement, I, that's funny. <laughs> you know, his dad puts the dukes up and all of a sudden makes yeah. sense why Miz can't throw a punch to save his life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, 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 I actually put my hands up, I actually enjoy this match, probably in the same way as I enjoy the blindfold match. Or uh, or Shawn Michaels and Martel at SummerSlam '92. It's just there's something weird about this match that just kind of got to me. I think I think it's because by this point I may have gone slightly mad, um, <laughs> but I just I just I just enjoyed this for the stupidity that it was. It, incidentally, it wasn't on this show, but it, uh, but it's, it's it's worth mentioning. It was at the the Hall of Fame. There was a little oh, segment. Oh yeah, there. yeah. That was the funniest fucking thing the entire weekend. Like Shane did the best piece of heel work. I've ever seen in my life where they do this during like the breaks outside of like the entertaining Big E uh, helping me for the segment. hysterical yeah he's just in the background every time Rene and pulling Corey a face yeah. yeah just pulling faces or taking his shoes and socks off and just lifting his <laughs> leg up the camera <laughs> cracking me up every fucking time um, did the fucking uh, splits on they, they, they do this brief segment where they just do yeah. yes it's a out of nowhere he's so great just so multi-talented um, it's that cheeky look he gives you up yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they do this bit where they're just doing the like, cameras back and forth uh, to get the crowd to cheer and boo and so it's cheering Miz who's with Maurice and cheering Shane who's with his wife and they're going back and well, forth booing Shane uh, booing Shane sorry yeah and, and it's all like good and fun very kind of pantomime is like Miz is kind of like gurning for the camera and everything getting the cheers and Shane's just kind of looking nonplus <laughs> there's this money freaking moment where during like the gurning like uh, Miz just turns and grabs uh, Maurice and just starts like kissing her like just doing like a full on kind of like jokey kind of snog it cuts back to Shane he's just leaning back there and he just leans over <laughs> and just gives the proper 20 years of marriage there's no sex in this relationship anymore peck on the cheek then just turns and smiles at the camera I fucking died I died I said that's the best piece of heel work he's ever done that was such a smug like I'm a good husband too <laughs> you know, it's, just like, it's just like yeah uh, Shane has his moments it could be absolutely fantastic but this match was a guilty pleasure it was absolutely it was ridiculous it was stupid uh, the Miz dad getting involved it was just ridiculous and then he just it's, it's one thing when he's uh, when fucking Shane is stiff on, on his opponents and Miz he just punches him it's another thing when he just starts punching his dad and booting him and you just know there's no protection no shots he's just beating this old man up <laughs> that was great though because you think oh this is going to be really awkward yeah it's gonna, it he's, he, he, yeah but it's like oh this is going to be terrible it, this, he might die and he's oh he's not going to and then he does a flying fucking knee yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, like, yeah. and it was it was just great it was, it was just it was like the the wrestling version of the movie The Room where it's just like it's so bad it was good it was like they're fighting yeah. in the crowd they're doing all this there's, there's multiple things to watch the match for and they go over to to the to the, the foreign table and, and all the tables they knock over one table and like a domino effect it starts knocking the entire row down so like the referees like, eight, eight commentary teams just go silent <laughs> 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 it's looking brilliant it's absolutely freaking chaos and it goes into like he punches the referees him. are all ignoring yeah. the mats they can hold the tables yeah. and he punches Shane and Shane goes flying over this barrier he's supposed to land on this golf cart or whatever it is but just slides off and just falls further onto the floor it, it was, oh man I just laughed it was hilarious it was just like, hilarious probably in the wrong way but I don't care because it entertained me it for the few minutes it, it was fine it was just it, yeah it was just ridiculous it was a guilty pleasure on the show the superplex onto the bouncy castle which was not the most uh, well hidden gimmick of all yeah. time it just looked like yeah. foam to be quite honest they didn't even yeah. add any little bolts in there to make a snap or anything like that it was just 
Yeah, it kind of that's it. Kind of added to the whole yeah, the, stupidity of the whole thing that the, the finish wasn't as and Shane wins and retains his title yeah. of the best in the world, which yeah. is the right finish. Uh, and hopefully, we see more of this wacky yeah. hijinks because yeah. they, uh, they need to go. They need to. They need to piss into the wind on this one. They need to go more ridiculous with Shane. Cheesy, she, yeah. Shane now can go over the top. Yeah. Over the top because he now he's to. defended his championship of best yeah. in the world. Yeah, and yeah. he's don't, proved don't, it now. Don't try, don't try and get like, hardcore heat. Like, oh no, we got to choose this. No, go wacky. With wacky this. The go wackier the better. Blown. Andy Kaufman. Twenty-four-seven hardcore rules. Coming. Yeah, just I'll go see. absolutely anybody, anytime, baby. Yeah, and just walk around in Ric Flair's robe. Yeah. Actually, he should fucking go to like the. He should do that. Yeah. He should take like, or he should go to the actual like the uh, the warehouse where like all these legends, artifacts, kept. He just takes them for yeah. himself. <laughs> that kiss to his wife though just fucking cracked me up. The look he gives. I uh, I'll tell you something. The one didn't make me laugh. Ugh, talk about the worst commentary of all time. Oh fucking Paige is here. <sighs> Paige on commentary. Paige, yeah. Well, Paige with Renee. Renee's fucking. No, she, I, I don't even notice her once on. I don't show. believe a single word she says. No, and, in another role, she's good. I she was what, actually she great. Was, it's not her she's terrible on commentary for me. I just, I can't, I don't believe a single thing she says. I just want to turn the volume down. I, 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 to be honest, when Paige, Paige was there, oh, she's the worst. She's absolutely insufferable. Oh, yeah. I still see no value in Paige whatsoever. None. Um, and then just when I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what's going on here, the Iconics win the, the, the women's tag team champion. They're fucking terrible. The Iconics are terrible. I don't know if, if the, the, the corner is going to turn for these. Ladies, anytime I hear their Australian accent doing promos, I want to throw myself out of a building and just land on a nail. <laughs> I just, I, 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 it's like they, they do those live promos where they do the jokes that just don't get over, and they're in yeah. front of a complete load of silence, and everybody's just looking at them like they've had a bird shot on their head, and it's like, what are you supposed to be? Are you supposed to be a star? They get in the ring, and as Carl Jones wants on this show, they take to it like a duck to concrete. <laughs> They're just, they're just not yeah. very good, and they weren't. They went over. It's like, well, all right then. Yeah, Bailey's uh, inflatable buddies are at uh, half mast. They didn't make it all the way up. Speaking of happy to be there, wasn't didn't Sasha look like she loved being in this match? Yeah, wowzers. Wasn't that something? Wasn't that the, the, the just, face when she walked out was like, hmm, the one thing, the, they're losing the belts. Uh, the only thing I hated more than the commentary to this match is the fucking hand holding and. BFF's nature of every single tag team and oh god it was nauseating nauseating and Paige putting over everybody heels or faces for being great people oh god because on her Instagram she's friends with Naya and it's like and we're all supposed to know this are we oh I know I don't watch Total Divas maybe it's it's when they come when her and Tamina came out at least it was they look different as a team compared to everyone else. Yeah, so there, there was that. They look like two badasses, but they didn't wrestle like it. No, they don't. In fact, they were barely there the whole no, match. I can't. Yeah, exactly. Beth, Beth barely did anything. The Iconics barely did anything. Um, Nia Jackson, Tamina barely did anything. Uh, Sasha and Bailey didn't do anything. No one did and, anything. Uh, and uh, and um, fucking Natty and uh, Beth Phoenix didn't do anything. Yeah, Natalia probably did more than anybody else. Great was, match. Yeah. Yeah, and again, Bret Hart just comes out at the, t- at the start. I don't know why. Just to know really he's alive. He walked out, I guess, to show when he was alright after the bastard yeah. attacked him the day before. I, I literally think that's what it was. Yeah, and then it's it was the Hogan right. thing. It was the Hogan thing. Get everyone on the show. Oh, look, here's a guy. There he goes. He didn't even stick around for the match. He was the smart one. It's another one of our stars from the past who can't walk all the way down to the ring. <laughs> at least give them the halfway mark, Edwards. You'd have to do all the work, you know what I mean? Anyway, so yeah, I'm, uh, th- th- there goes the tag belts. <laughs> At least they had a little bit of something with Sasha and Bailey as champs now. It's, uh, nah, they didn't, then. 
It's not exactly it's not exactly the uh, the SmackDown Six here. Put it that way. When those belts are introduced. However, we do have Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan next. The unanimous, pretty much best thing on the show. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. Because it's the only part of the build so far that was actually acceptable. And I wouldn't say it was perfect. There was certainly uh, a few too many uh, gauntlet matches on the build. But everything else, uh, I'll go into the main event, how badly that was at some point. But uh, all the builds leading up to the show was awful. Yeah. Uh, I know you did uh, your, the last podcast was about mania builds the best the, and the, worst builds squaredcirclegazette.com you can check that out this this was just the builds to all these matches were absolutely awful so this one whilst not perfect stuck out like well not a sore thumb stuck out like a perfectly fine thumb on another otherwise sore hand it's just <laughs> it, yeah it, it was good it was Daniel Bryan is a great heel he, he's kind of transitioned into this role really well as you would expect from a world class talent like himself and yeah they they fell upon something they weren't expecting it wasn't the original plan they looked in uh, they were at least partially smart enough to go with it though they didn't go about it the best way uh, but the match itself was yeah I didn't think they did a badge I mean to be honest the fact that it it's wasn't Gargano Cole but it was a good match the fa- story. it was a great match the fact that, it's a, that they sustained the Kingston momentum to this show is probably the best testament I could give them in terms of the build to this show because they they stumbled upon it by yeah. accident yeah. and rather than ignore it or piss it away yeah. which I think they did to a degree with Becky which we'll talk about but I think that they've lost she was cold by the yeah. by the time the show came around yeah. compared to what she was a few months ago yeah. Kofi peaked at the right time it felt like yeah absolutely fine um, right, right person to win obviously with the story that they were telling it was a nice feel good moment uh, good match as I said Danny Bryan's great Kofi I like him uh, this entire match was ruined <laughs> by one fatal mistake I wouldn't say ruined but what it would you say ruined. the mistake was what was what ruined this, this was a great right piece of business at the very beginning of the match before it even begins Big E goes to grab a box oh yeah and as you go past you see there's a plinth with a, with a blanket over it and you can quite clearly see by the shape of it it is the normal leather belt WWE title. They choreographed the finish before the bell rung. I will say that I kind of thought the same in the sense of, well, he's got a box out there, so clearly that's going to be after the match. Yeah. So I thought that would be the belt, to be quite honest. I think that, it, the plinth I noticed, but I thought they was going to put yeah. Brian's belt on that, there. That would have been fine if it was just a box, because you could still kind of maybe put the question, like, it could have been anything, you know. But when you put a plinth out there, and there's blatantly a shape, and it's not like a mould for which the belt to hold in perfectly. It was blatantly there's a belt underneath there, and they wrapped the hemp uh, belt around it. It just, I just saw it straight away and went, mm. "Oh, Kofi's winning then." And yeah. it just took everything, any sort of disbelief I could put in there, just completely evaporated. I mean, there's other reports are saying that they put up the freaking T-shirt that championship. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, was up Was up on the WWE website. Uh, 11 minutes before the finish yeah so anyone that what was what are you shopping, doing on the website <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. I know but it sounds like someone obviously went on there put it on Twitter and then it like freaking spreads but I, I didn't see that myself but uh, yeah, even without like... that it, it was more ruined by the fact I just saw that that stand with the title on it and I was like why did you do that why did you do that Big... it just it just ruined it ruined the match that's why I can't go full in even the even, because... Big, even the box of Big E even, it's like okay so this is clearly something that's going to be presented 
after he wins, he's, he has to win. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you sh- they shouldn't have just. You don't need. There's no need to reveal the box. No. Before the match. Under the ring. Under the ring. Pulls that afterwards. Yeah. yeah. He's holding, I, I Kofi's there looking at the, yeah. the, the wood belt, and then Biggie yeah. passes him the, the box. That's yeah, all it is. Good, and they still fuck it up somehow. Just yeah. set fire to the wood one as well. That would good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like. Yeah, I hate to be the Debbie Downer where it's just like anything that's good on the show you have to attach the bag because then it's just grumbling but this is the reason why I think that the company is kind of in the position it's in where and I did and I did love it I mean to be honest I expected Kofi to win he did and there were enough times where it's like okay they've teased the right thing enough that it looks like it's going to go in the wrong direction if you see what I mean like Kofi had enough big near falls where you think oh it looks like actually this could be uh, finish of some kind here and it's going to be Brian um, but yeah I mean the, the crowd was completely into it it worked for the audience it didn't put them off so it worked in that sense and, yeah. as, a, and as a match it was the best match and on the show from some of the nose PCs they probably couldn't see the, uh, yeah probably not they probably couldn't see yeah just uh, I said I, I did like the match it was good but it was just, it just completely took you out of it yeah took me out of it because I just saw that I went that's not a mole that's a belt on that's the, the belt underneath that He's winning the belt. Yeah, it just completely because even though I had a good feeling he was going to win it, because but then you never know with WWE because they always fuck things up. So I thought like <laughs> they might just be screwing with us and they'll do it on the next show. So there's still an element where they could have worked me a bit. Yeah, but that just blew it out. That, that blew I just for sat you. back and myself, I oh, fuck this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so I enjoyed the match for what it was, but it was just like it just took all the energy out of that match. You know, you think imagine if they did something similar to that with Gargano Cole, where they just kind of choreographed the ending for you yeah. completely. Yeah, you notice that they accidentally put the Johnny Wrestling thing on the side plate yeah. of the belt already. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This is an interesting one. There's two things here I want to mention. Daniel Bryan. I'm glad he had a match like this on WrestleMania because I don't think he's had a match like this. On- I mean, he's had the good match at WrestleMania 30 when he won the belt, but like yeah, the, the, the number of Daniel Bryan classics on WrestleMania is actually pretty slim. So I'm really really glad he got a chance to have a long Better match last year yeah a long match with that was that was a key one that people really wanted to see and interesting again just play and I did like the build up to this again Daniel Bryan playing the Kofi Kingston's a B plus player card which I loved like you hate me because I'm you five yeah, years ago and yeah. you know how this story ends like I, to, that was great to, to be honest it was it was um because of how they fucked up with the other matches this to me uh, closing on the final week of the show was actually what I felt the real main event actually well you was. weren't alone clearly because yeah, the audience yeah. felt the same way but um but yeah, but again, there's still there's still the build. There was still a few things like there's a whole like Vince McMahon element of that where he just kept screwing him, mm-hmm. but yet they never explained why, why he's got an issue. He just keeps doing the B plus player thing, but it's like, no, leave that to Brian because that's the hypocrisy of him saying it because it was said to him. Mm-hmm. So why do you why hate Vince? Vince because involved? right now. I just think you're a racist because you're not explaining exactly why <laughs> you have something. That, yeah, that's why I'm assuming it was because you're not explaining otherwise. Yeah. So he's just saying, why have you got a problem with the black guy who's going for the belt? And they so, clearly got cold feet on that, and then the Vince's yeah. kind that was, of that was, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's small, okay, small things. But in uh, when I'm watching that video, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I would just love a classic Vince McMahon line of, "You're just not the kind of person." I want as my champion. Yeah, <laughs> you don't say I don't want your people as my champion. Yeah, yeah. Not the kind of person. You don't hit the demographic I want. Well, <laughs> again, that's that's what no, we direct. You need the subtlety. You're, just, you're not the kind of person I want. Well, why not? And what kind of person do you want? Yeah, I work my ass off. I've been here for 15 years, whatever it is. I do everything yeah. for this company. Blood, blood, blah, blah, blah. Put my body on the blood, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. Yeah. Don't, don't go the same way as Triple H Booker T. Exactly. No, you don't even go that. that. No, but you, you can have the undertone without 
it being yeah. offensive. Yeah. But again, I don't know if that's what they were going with. It's because they yeah, never explain. <laughs> because they don't explain why Vince has an issue, and they still haven't. Yeah, and that's it why is. you meander to this because yeah. it's like it's really yes again. This classic. I said, they were lucky to storylines. That's why it was lucky that it still worked because like it just about crept the line enough where they didn't fuck it up enough to make you not care it, it, it just cared enough but it wasn't a perfect build there was a, there was a high it was, it was, well, it wasn't perfect but it was, it was for, for what they had it was as good as they I think they probably for them could it was have done good. yeah for them it was good the one thing we'll say about this though and it is this is this is going to seem like it's critiquing something that was good and worked but I think the fact that Kofi was the hottest thing on this Wrestlemania speaks volumes about the state of the promotion right now I know that a lot of people like to listen yeah. to us completely just bury everything all the time but Kofi King I mean I think it really speaks to how the modern WWE crowd sees absolutely they've now been conditioned to see everyone as completely interchangeable that a guy who no one was even calling to get this big push before he accidentally backdoored his way into the Elimination Chamber match because Mustafa Ali got injured no one was calling for this and then when it happens like oh wouldn't that be cool and then everybody kind of gets excited and into it because they did do enough things to kind of push the audience in that direction They uh, they did do a good job but I think it's really striking and telling that they have the ability now to do that not, and it's not making a star overnight because it's not no. really making him a true star but it is something where this roster now it's gotten to the point and the fans don't even realise it where they see everyone at the same level and it's, it's not they're not supposed to know the difference but yeah. it's just it's, it's striking to me when it's like and it's, I don't know why it really hit me on Raw seeing Seth they should know the difference though yeah of course they should but I mean they they they're the fans in the sense that they, they're going to think that they know something but they don't really know they don't really understand what star is mm. which is the reason why they'll champ for certain people even when they're not stars or yeah. you deserve it Nia Jax and that kind of a thing um, but like when you see Kofi and Seth stand in the ring on Raw as yeah. the champions it's just like this does, you've done all this it doesn't stop him feeling like a mid carder with a belt and that's it depends what they do speaks volumes it, it depends yeah, what they do with him in the it can day. always depend on what's next but the fact is it's like this may as well have been the Intercontinental title back in 1990 in terms of the value it really has to these guys the way that these belts are all just middle of the card it's a big deal and it got over but is it really going to make him a star well, it no it's not literally in the middle of the card well there you go and that, I, I hate to say that because like I say it was the best thing on the show and I love Daniel Bryan because it, who's awesome because, because, I'll because, point him over enough Daniel Bryan was yeah. absolutely <laughs> fucking great in this match it's because not only the stamps on the was, head you know uh, uh, oh, yeah. a, a build that wasn't completely uh, screwed the pooch and it was a solid match but as I said it was put in the sweet spot where it was just at the point where the audience still could care about something and then literally right after this match was the tipping point into just I give Narcolepsy. it. I give it one more match because the next match was the fabulous Samoa Joe, mean mugging his way down the aisle in the best, the best fucking. I just love Samoa Joe's face, his facial expressions, his promo. Yeah. Samoa Joe is so awesome. And while I was absolutely gutted that this match went one minute because Ray hurt his ankle the week before, and they just wanted to just put it on the card because they advertised it. I felt worse for Ray, but then put him on the card. Well, yeah. He got pay, he's got Don't job him out. He got, he got paid. He got his pay, and he, they can always do rematches. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and then that's the thing. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter. Joe wins in a minute, and hey, at least Joe fucking won a match for once <laughs> on pay per view. So yeah, I'll give him that. Get, he didn't get rolled up. He didn't get rolled up and pinned like he usually does. So there you go. Um, not much else to say about it other than Booker T's hilarious line because this was the match that he got the big commentary for, yeah. and then Booker T after the fucking one minute squash goes, "I did all my prep work for that." <laughs> 
I had stats and everything. I like Booker. Yeah. The point of narcolepsy was the following match for me where Roman Reigns wrestles Drew McIntyre. And boy, was I crestfallen to hear the boos when this fucking music hit, by the way, from these asshole fans. What's wrong with you people? Don't you know what the man's been through? Don't you know he's actually really good? This this was... uh, as close to the same thing and almost probably on the same point of the card as Brian's match last year in terms of just mm. somebody returning from an absence and they have no idea what to do with him oh they like fucked this up with Roman they, they, yeah, they you don't get many yeah. fucking top stars yeah. coming back from cancer yeah. in your lifetime yeah they, they, they fucked up with Brian I know he wasn't fighting cancer but they fucked it up with him on his return yeah. where they didn't have a wrestle of the goddamn match he was in when he was the only person they cared about and in this the guy battles cancer fucking wins comes back the crowd genuinely have now turned in his favour yeah. and they just fuck him they just do not they barely do anything with him and they put him in this nothing match and, and, and the thing is they, they kind of didn't help themselves either they, they didn't work a very good match and I like Drew McIntyre I like Drew McIntyre a lot and I actually like Roman Reigns but this match was absolutely boring it was on the wrong place on, on, on the card and it's just it's just they've just booked Roman so poorly this was a that it's match. already starting to turn it, was, it wasn't even that I wouldn't even I wouldn't probably it not be no poor it was, poor it, it was a top of the first hour royal match it wasn't the main event royal match I just I thought they were going to do something interesting with it in terms, at, the very, at the start they mentioned he's not as strong well, I felt him and he's not as strong as he used to be mm. and I thought it's an interesting dynamic where maybe it's going to be Roman's going to sell the whole match and maybe he'll, maybe he'll even lose because it's a story it's, it's, it's a mountain he's got to you know, climb well, apparently he'll decline the mountain obviously so He'll get a win in a really boring match. <laughs> Spear! Pin. That's it. Go home, everybody. Drew McIntyre here, not coming off like a uh, top guy of the future, unfortunately. Um, I felt... I just... I didn't like... It. As soon as the the old Roman music hit and you hear that that swarm of boos, it's like, oh, what, why is that back? I, 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 I hate... I hated... I hated the fact that they brought him back for this. Just save him for the day after. Save him, make his comeback. They wanted that last Shield match, and it was great at the at the uh, at Fast Lane. Why did they bring him back so soon? Because because he was I, ready to go, but they didn't have anything big I, for Mania. I thought, I thought so the reason why they were bringing him back, I mean, he'd be a shoehorn, but I thought they were going to shoehorn him into the Brock Lesnar match. Yeah, because they were worried they didn't have enough of a draw. Yeah, but then they bring him back and they just do this with him. It's like, so why did you bring him back then? Why didn't you wait mm-hmm. and come up with something for him and and capitalize on it? Or get somebody ready for him so he's yeah. hot when he comes back and he's got an opponent to face. I agree with you completely. Drew. It's not hard to, for a heel to get heat on him when he's not there either. I know. I mean, obviously, you need to wait till you know he's coming back. Yeah. But if you just help, when you know he's coming back, you hold it off a month. Yeah. And just have a heel talking shit. And yeah. Make it for, nah. I know. I'm, I was I was not thrilled with the with the this this made me sad to be quite honest. This match for the fate of both of them. And again, like you said, they didn't really work especially hard either. I guess they kind of realised the spot they were in, how much time they had, and they thought, death, you know what, fuck this. Let's just get through it and we'll you, go. The thing is, though, oh man, I just feel so bad. You can see in Roman's face, like they, they, I, I, I say, they, they didn't try too much. There was an element of trying in there. It's just it wasn't the dyna- dynamic wasn't working. Sometimes you can have two very good wrestlers wrestle each other, and there's just no chemistry there. They just don't gel. It does happen, and I think that's maybe the case with these two guys. Though the audience wasn't helping. But there's like moments where like Roman towards the end, he's doing his fire up, and he's like looking around at the audience trying to get them, and they're just like they're either booing him or they're just on their fucking phones, and it's just he's just looking. He's like, you can see it in his eyes. He's like, oh, already. They should. They should. Yeah. They by this point. If if you told me 
Roman Reigns is going to come back from cancer and in one month he's going to wrestle to silence. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing with your your pencil, sir? The amount of times they cut to the audience, and that's not just in this show, where they always do these audience reactions they cut to, and every fucking time, it's just people on the phone. (laughs) Just playing around. No one's fucking cheering. Or bored expression. Yeah, just bored expression. It's like, stop cutting to the crowd. They're fucking bored by this. Stop doing it. And they do it every time. Yeah. Um, Drew feels like he's missing something. And I don't know if it's that thing because I think Bush. that, yeah, bluntly, I think there's that thing of like he's he's at he's at that point, and a lot of heels get to this point. Triple H got to this point in '99. Yeah. I think Edge got to this point in 2005. These guys who they're pushing as not top heels because they're not treating them like they're the heel of yeah. the promotion. They're they're up there, yeah. but they're trying to act with the credibility of a top guy. But there's a disconnect yeah. because they're not being pushed like a top guy. They don't get wins like a top guy. They don't get protected like a top guy. And Drew's now in that spot where it's like he's there, he carries himself like a star, but you know they don't yeah. tr- think of him like one. It doesn't show that they think of him like one. He doesn't win like one. Which is shocking to me. Yeah. Uh, I that. thought they'd be. I mean, obviously yeah. he was gone, but you bring him back, I thought they'd be all over him. Hmm. Um, the size, the look. The fucking physique. Is that incredible. it? Is that it? Is because Triple H isn't retiring yet, and he's a bit looking a little Triple H like. Yeah. It's kind of the same, kind of the same niche kind of market he's aiming for. Yeah. And. Uh, I can't have two of them on the roster. No. There's well, this is and this is the thing. It's like in Triple H's case, you know, you needed the trigger of Stephanie. In Edge's case, you need the trigger of him actually winning the belt and actually, you know, actually being there. And then he can be a star. And then everything he does all of a sudden fits because he is there. And also, yeah, he also had crazy heat. Crazy heat because of that hard deal. Yeah, so he had, he had, you know, again that that legit heat on Drew is missing, and the legit mm. push is missing for Drew. Uh, but, but, yeah. It is what it that, is. That, that's the perfect uh, comparison, really, to make as Triple H in '99, and so on. Because, as you said, he he absolutely has the fundamentals. I was surprised when he went to NXT because I just thought, like, he he he, he chiselled the fuck out there, mm-hmm. and he has improved both in the ring and on the mic. I'm not saying he's a freaking rock or anything like that, but he has improved on the mic from what he was initially, and he's a much more kind of better package in total. And he's like deceptively because he's a he's a tall bastard. And he's, and he's, huge. A, he's I, I, said, I said he's almost got the kind of Scott Hall thing of like like Scott Hall. You keep forgetting he's actually a really tall guy. He's got, a, he's yeah, got like, like Billy Gunn syndrome. He's, he's got yeah. like long legs, but he because he, he does he, because he's not absolutely jacked up to hell. But he is actually deceptively tall because he's got long legs. He has the Scott Hall syndrome where mm. you think he's a lot smaller than he is. But then when he's like standing next to like Roman Reigns or anybody else, or even Strowman, where he's not that much smaller than Strowman. Uh, if not actually the same height, you just go, guy, this guy's huge. Why isn't Vince getting a massive hard on from this? Why isn't he doing anything with him? I, I would have, um, I would probably, why haven't I do something for him in Lesnar? That's an yes. interesting dynamic to make him look like a badass. Have him kick the shit out of Lesnar. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what I wanted them to do for this show before like Reigns came back and they were doing the stuff with Seth Rollins. In my mind, I was like. Have McIntyre in the Rumble, have him come with Brock Lesnar, and maybe maybe wouldn't do it this short. But I was just thinking, literally, you know, ding, 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 Claymore kick, one, two, three, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like, just fucking just murder Brock and make a goddamn star. Just do it. Just do it. Make him a freaking badass. And that way, if you made him badass and he's absolutely murdering everyone, he's like, yeah, feed Strowman to him because he's this big show now. I just yeah. speaking to him so that when Roman does yeah. come back no, well, that's Roman, a great comparison yeah. Braun is not the next Undertaker he's the new yeah, big show he's big show so back when Roman is ready to come back you've got this guy who's like you've been away for a long time when you used to be a top dog but you're not anymore I'm the guy that beat Strowman when Strowman's not done with you I beat Brock Lesnar the first time when it took you like 
18 attempts to beat him mm. I'm the fucking man now and so now you've got Roman Reigns who's who's coming back from like uh, an illness having to re-establish himself against this new badass freaking machine who's taller than him bigger than him faster than him he doesn't yeah. move like a big guy I'm you but better he, he's just, he, I'm you but better it's like yeah. it could have been something the only thing I'll say is that is if you give him that push and then brought back Roman Roman's getting booed quicker than a month because it, <laughs> if you put him against a badass who's who's won the last six months come on now possibly yeah. two, uh, hey, after two that weeks is, if that but hey at least you might have a really good baby face and then you can flip it around and Roman does the primaries you yeah. fucking boo me when I had cancer yeah. but, but you pieces of absolute shit yeah. god that's what he needs to do call the crowd pieces of shit <laughs> say it to yeah. their faces oh god <laughs> at least push oh, somebody oh wrestling could be <laughs> at this point Elias is in the ring and, at this, and it was getting to that point in the show where I am starting to feel the fatigue I'm looking at the clock I'm sure it's about four by now <laughs> at this point I'm thinking this is around the time when WrestleMania 17 wrapped up here's Elias in the ring I did like the little bit with the video screen where he's he's playing the he's doing the oh. he's doing the the, the, the piano the, the piano and the keyboard and the, they get the drums and stuff like that to do his, his one man band act and uh and yeah, there you go. Shouldn't have been Heath Slater though interrupting him. I, I at first I thought the same. I was like, why was there not a one man band gag in the in the freestyle that came up? And then all of a sudden we get the special bulletin. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Where's this gonna go? This is this is a unique video. It's Babe Ruth calling his shot. It's the famous clip. It's you know, why is this gonna go? Who's it gonna be? And all of a sudden. <laughs> the funky fresh rhymes of John yeah. Cena make it life. <laughs> yeah the thugonomics come out and, and what a pop what a pop what a, a Cena chant a, a Cena, Cena chant, chant from you. these people isn't that hilarious my how the tables have turned New York because of two things one nobody ever had a problem with that gimmick and two uh, seen as a star <laughs> doesn't matter if people hated him before we're just glad to see a star yeah. on the show he's actually someone of, of note of relevance that we actually know as a star and here's yep. Cena wasn't it a really weird pop as well it was a weird pop it was, like, it was like a it was, not, it was a half cheer half oh half we're not sure what noise we're supposed to make let's go oh <laughs> I tell you what man he looked yeah, also just from my perspective he looked really young that's what happens well. when you put a fucking cap on yeah, his hair cover his hair he looks fucking young man yeah. I, I sometimes wear a back to front baseball cap for that same reason, G. Really? <laughs> no. As youth? I, I'm, I'm youthful looking anyway. So. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It was it was the best. Could you have a better use for John Cena? Probably not on this show. There you go. It, 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 you compare this to the other throwaway thing, throwaway bullshit segments, it was. I'd have the best. The, I'd have this on the show every, every yeah. year compared to the other stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I like it. Kick out of Elias. Um, I like Elias. The the, the, the video still befuddles me because isn't he from Boston? Yeah. yeah. Aren't the Red Sox? Well, CM Punk uh, did in fact declare that he was the New York Yankees in his uh, one of his famous promos. That's true. That's true. But uh, I, I still like JC. Yeah. I liked him rapping. Cena was great. His line his lines are hilarious. It's like they, they were, it was good stuff. People popping for the for the mention of the heel turn. Mm-hmm. It's like ooh. Well, just, I, I guess that's yeah. when it was fun. Yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, ticks, ticks it, the fun box it, here. Yeah, it, it, it was fun, and so I always kind of like that gimmick, and so it was a great kind of callback. Though, saying was it was it the best use? I mean, I, I guess in such short notice, I guess so. You know, we're going to put him in against Samoa Joe or 
maybe angle. I'd argue just, this is a better use because that just bore people out, and they yeah. they'll still end up booing him if you had to wrestle. I guess yeah. so. I, I just the, my, just my, the crowd. And this is yeah. the thing now. Unfortunately, I think they've kind of scorched the earth with seeing in terms of how badly they've treated him. Yeah. I don't think that people believe yeah. he's going to win yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like it's because I was actually thinking back to this because I thought like, oh, they, they just brought him out for a promo. And it's like okay, I enjoyed the promo. It's like okay, and then like last year was the squash match with Undertaker, which was built for nothing. That's fucking. And then pitiful. the year before that was the mixed tag where he proposed. That worked out well. Uh, then the year before that, which he missed, that was the first WrestleMania you ever missed. So the last time he's done something, I mean, really truly significant, was thirty-one With against Rusev. Rusev. Yeah, and and it's so weird from someone that didn't like Cena for a long time. I now look back on it in these four years, I'm like. Fuck man, they've done nothing with this guy. Why has he been? <laughs> Come back, Cena. Come back, John. Come back, you're the only star. Yeah. You're the only star. Oh, fucking Come back, John, boy, you're our only hope. <laughs> it's like it's like you just they've done yeah, it said they've done nothing with him in the last four years really, so they've kind of yeah. fucked him a little bit now. It's his it's really. it's his it's his time it's to this, move this, on this, his this, this is what his role is now. It's, it's yeah. they can't do anything else with him as opposed to like Oh, he's you a know, we, we got an Alistair Black we would like you to face, you know, to maybe get him oh, over. On, you, that would be terrible. That's that was the plan. The original idea was not Alistair Black, but it was supposed to be he's gonna lose to Lars Sullivan and get and get, get crushed. Okay, that's different though, but a black a face who needs oh, yeah, that's a terrible idea. to shine oh, up. I was just throwing in. Oh, sorry. I was just sorry. Throwing in. And a new guy, an NXT guy, is like, we need someone. To, we need you to be a kingmaker. We need you to make new stars for us. Yeah. And you're the best guy because you're the only freaking star we have left. So but, can we but, beat but you some more? Using it. Yeah, but again, yeah, anything. but then if if you're a part-time jobber, what's the value in that? That's what I mean. I, 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 that's why I think, like I say, if you put him in a match of prominence, I know a lot of people wanted the angle match. For Cena, but yeah. uh, you know yeah, that'd be an awkward watch yeah, as well. Yeah, they, they, I was going to say for Canelo, yeah. but both, yeah, yeah. Ne- neither of the uh, the most fully functional human beings at this point, unfortunately. Um, I mean, all these all the guys. How many guys on the show are washed up or crippled? You got Jesus, okay, Hogan. <laughs> Stop there. <laughs> <laughs> what, Hogan. Orton's not a cripple, but he can't be asked. <laughs> okay, Brett. Uh, okay, uh, Shane's not a full-time wrestler. Uh, skipping all that? all the women. Oh God, there's so many. Roman's recovering from cancer. Batista's. Okay, we'll talk about him in a minute. Triple H's the same. Angle, Jesus Christ. It's a. It's like a list of. The, it's like a walking a list of the walking wood like New Japan, except they don't work very hard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we mentioned him there, so let's get to Big Dave, who was called Big Dave several times by Sean Michaels on commentary. How you doing, Sean? Um, and I loved, I loved the entrance, of Dave Batista. <laughs> Everything about this entrance was so yeah. fucking perfect. He comes out with the Hollywood cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah the reason I love this. I said this to Matt Holt, SCG correspondent. You got the best of of Batista in one entrance yeah. the douchebag fucking entrance with the cars he comes yeah. out he does the fucking gun he gives yeah. you the gun with the pyro going yeah. off and then just when you think he's fucking cool he stumbles through the ropes of the uncoordinated twat you know he was <laughs> all those years and it's like what a douchebag and, and he's like, what a douchebag and even Sean Michaels on contra went oh <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though it was, it was a kind of like a, a, a Titus uh, uh, moment 
I, I didn't care. I, I, I loved it. I, I, I didn't care because I just loved it. He should have got like, angry about yeah, it and played it off. I know. I, 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 got, I, I enjoyed the way he did do it, where he just kind of like, he just, he was just, he kind of broke character. He, basically he, just, he just laughed it off. He just went, it was that look of like, <laughs> fuck's sake, this is my last match and I fall on my ass. What a waiting for this. He's been waiting for this for years. He's worked out really well because last time he was here, he looked quite small. He, he shrunk down, I guess, must have been for a movie role. Here he's looking a bit more. Like Batista, you know, he's, he's obviously been mm-hmm. uh, eating his vitamins, and and it was it was a lot bigger. So he's like, yeah, he's like, lady new tattoos, uh, looking sharp. Yeah, well. and, and he was like, he looks fucking awesome. It's like, yeah, look the business. Them. I do. Love really them. angry, slams and, the and, door, and he just falls over, and it's like, oh, Dave. But he just starts laughing at it. And he's just like. That, that's happened that's going to be a thing same as Blue Teaster there we go well I'm just going to piss in the wind so he just kind of does round and he just goes round back round he does it again but he does it much more slowly as he gets in and he's just smiling the entire time and it's like have fun Dave just fuck it fuck it it's your last match just have fun I love that because not only I like Dave not only, let's focus on this because we talked about some of the bads let's talk about the good which is Dave falling on his face it wasn't just the fact that he went to the ropes and stumbled he like tried to like rush up the stairs he looked like a drunk man he's like he, fucking, he bumped into the post He's, slumber, he's, like, he's sliding down the ropes as he goes to enter and then he fucking trips over and lands on his he's face fucking, he had no coordination whatsoever he was like in that moment it's like he'd never practiced getting in the ring for eight years <laughs> yeah. and that was the first time he it's was like it. watching a rookie for the first time <laughs> enter a ring yeah. it was fucking hilarious it's that, it's that like the Shockmaster thing it was better than Shockmaster because it was slightly slow because it was the full get your leg caught on the rope <laughs> As it pulls you and down. the legs stayed there. Yeah, it was gold and it was a great, the clumsiest fucking fuck up. Um, but yeah, it was. It was I, I love Big Dave. Yeah, uh, I love Batista. I was so sad watching the fucking build up to this. It's like Batista's like the fuck. He's yeah. got this is the thing. I, you know, I love Batista, especially in the douchebag incarnation because yeah, yeah, he's actually right. a fucking character. Damn, he's a yeah. he's a personality. He's a star. You got all these guys on the roster. Fucking all these names. Kofi Kingston, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, real names of people. Here's just Batista, the douchebag Hollywood arsehole with yeah. the fucking stupid clothes and the nose <laughs> ring. The nose ring. It's he, brilliant. The clothes It's amazing. He looks awesome it's all brilliant. the time. Yeah. He does. The nose ring was a beautiful touch because everyone noticed it the first time he's there. What a douchebag. Yeah. What an absolute douchebag. And... Did they actually put that on his face? It was a, it was a gimmick no, thing. Because it, it, okay, it looked, I thought that's going to be sore. I, 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 I like the build. I mean, I, I probably could have been a bit more extensive. It could have been better, but it was the, the fact, it, yeah, it could have been way better because there's, I, the, there's the, some I, it shitty was, Triple it H, H promos in there. It was probably the wrong time, but the, the, the last promo he did, this at the end where he just plays the video package. Kiss my ass. I, 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 just like, oh, you know, you've done a lot of things, but you never beat me. And it's just that over and over and over again. And just at the end, it's, it's, it's how he did it, though. Mm-hmm. It's not what he said, it's how he did it. He just turns around, he just looks at the camera, takes his shades off, and goes, Hunter, you can kiss my ass and then just the music hits and he puts the shades back on he puts the camera and I'm just like I'm turning around saying now between that and Hunter saying he's going to put his career on the line who's the good guy again because I'm cheering for that cool motherfucker right there I'm just talking to the guy I don't care if he's got a nose ring I want Triple H's career gone and this is the guy I'm supporting to do it yeah <laughs> isn't it I know it's, it's, it's obvious and it's not going to happen but wouldn't it be fucking amazing if one year they actually give us Rock versus Batista <laughs> the Battle of the Hollywood the Star. Battle of Hollywood oh do it in LA as well yeah oh god that was that's so what, great that's what I was saying after the show when Batista announced his retirement yeah. and it's oh, just like, oh, it's like, oh Batista on, no because he, he said he wanted to do a year he said he wanted to come back for a year he wanted to do all the house shows and stuff I mean this was a few years ago he wanted to do like the whole house show routine he wanted to go full in but like they just 
They didn't they return just, his calls. They didn't return his calls when he It's just like he just doesn't match. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it, just one more heel Batista run. He's marvellous. He's great. I love Dave. Having said that, this match was fucking way too long again. God, it yeah. was long. Uh, and a lot of people are just obviously because it was so late this, the this was, was the point win. I will say this is the point when from having t- spoke, spoken to a lot of people yeah. this seems to have been the point when everyone was like I can't handle it anymore yeah. it was it was during yeah. the match It was this was the match I noticed and it was they felt there was, it felt the people were st- they were still there anyway but it was during the course of the match. It was just too, too long. Too long. Um, There's enough stuff early on where it's violent enough and it's yeah, unique it was, enough. I, I would say if you watch this match in isolation, I actually think it's a solid match if you just watch it on its own in isolation. But its position on the show and the type of match it was, and as you said, just because it's so long, it didn't do it in its favours. I think maybe if this uh, was in the Miz Shane spot on the card, I don't think as many people would have been down on it. Uh, I think this would have actually probably got a lot better reaction. Well, I mean, general, probably because, because I like the st- I mean, again, it's I like, thought it was a solid match. I thought there was a nice little, not a nice little callbacks to their, their trilogy that they had. There was something, yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, good, but, cool Batista worked there. hard. You know, he took yeah. some fucking big bumps yeah, on the steps and the table and stuff like that. And you know, the uniqueness with the nose ring spot <laughs> being pulled out and the fucking the, the the vice on the fingers and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like there's a, there's some unique stuff here. Flair comes in for the finish. Nice little yeah. ending. You know, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just one of those matches where it's like, God damn it, Triple H, can you just fucking do a match that goes like 15 minutes instead That's of 25? The one yeah. thing, and the guy doing it as well, as, as good and polished as Triple H is, he's a very good wrestler. I just. So what? I don't want to see him again. Mm-hmm. It's like the. the, the Every the, WrestleMania. The, the, yeah, the glory of the returning yeah. Batista is was just watered down by. Oh, it's Triple H again. Yeah. Just like Sting. Batista gets to yeah. Batista. just like Rousey. Yeah, it's Batista's turn for Triple H this time. Smell out that Mania main event, baby. We didn't even talk about his entrance. Yeah, his his, his, his annual uh, chance to rub himself. Because because uh, some people were saying like, was this which one was worse, this one or Terminator? And it's like it was Terminator. It was worse because at least with this, it was like it was I like Mad Max. At least it was a good film that he was replicating. Okay, he missed the market bit because it's like four or five years old. But at least it was a good uh, a good film. Oh, the, ter- the, Termi- anyway. the Terminator one was complete wank fest. I was like, that's not even a good franchise anymore. And the Terminator with all the Terminator clones on there, it's like you fucking geek. The Terminator <laughs> one was particularly bad because it looked like just the King of Kings stuff from the year before with silver spray paint on on, yeah. on the skeleton. Yeah. Um, but Mad Max. And by the way, isn't it? You always know. First of all, the fucking that's all what was on the screen looked like a 2001 PC game from a graphics perspective. It looked like dog shit anyway. And then he comes out there, not even driving. He wasn't the car. Even driving. Pussy. He's just hanging out in the back. He's a loser. Okay, and then just, just and then just to tell you how cool it is, Michael Cole says that was cool. Yeah. Oh, guys, oh, that's definitely. And then just going back to John Cena in a second. Rene Young killing the whole thing. Of, no way oh man whatever a little lion was like shut the fuck up that's so disingenuous that's, yeah oh I hate it so much yeah it's bad yeah. so there you go Batista sadly rides off into the sunset hope he doesn't fall on his face on the way because we love you Dave um, and now it's time for if you, it's alright he's making a lot more money than anyone else on that show so yeah. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> and he deserves it too yeah Baron Corbin Kurt Angle oh this can Jesus. fuck right off this can, this can suck a fuck this was awful I'm uh this this, this is this was every, this was everything it promised it would yes. be and more. Yeah, <laughs> everything, everything and less. I I was I was fuming before because I because I everyone else was thinking now nah, they're going to swerve they're going to it's going to be someone else. It's like no, nah, 
no, this is it. And I was fucking fuming before the show. It's like, I know Kurt's broken down. I don't want to see him in the ring again because it's just, it's just painful. The guy can't turn his head, for Christ's sake. It's like he barely bent his legs. But, this, but this is Kurt Angle. This entire thing, if you ignore the fact that he, he, can't, he can't do what he used to do anymore and he shouldn't do, this entire retirement tour and the build to this was absolutely abysmal. This is, this is like the opposite of the Ric Flair one. It's just, this is Kurt Angle. They, 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 they wouldn't have done this with, with Sean or Flair. They, they treated their you know, retirements better than they did. You know, it's, it's just not like a proper retirement, though, is it? It's, it's, it was, it's something to do as a gimmick for WrestleMania. That's what Kurt's not even a. It's not no one. It's not a proper retirement because he's, he has been retired for ten years for all intents and purposes, anyway. Apart from you know, well, we he has. So it's it, it didn't it. It, it was half-hearted. It was a half-hearted retirement. Anyway, it, it felt that way. And yeah. you know, when, when you give him Corbyn, it's like Jesus Christ. It's better. What, in whatever way. It wasn't the thing is though. Seeing the TV match with Joe, it's like it wasn't going to be great, no matter who it was. No. And clearly, they just saw this as a vehicle. Hey, this is put Corbyn over. Uh, which I, you know, good for them. Corbyn. There are some circles of the world that are, are pimping Baron Corbyn for being like a modern, you know, like a. In, in this modern wrestling audience, you know he's he's a good heel, I guess, because he's shit. A lot of people say a lot of things, Liam. Doesn't it's make it right. no, I'm, and I'm, I'm I'm expressly saying it for that very reason. That's 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 a, that's a that's a that's a poor take. <laughs> if that's your take, it's a poor take. He looks first of all. How has no one got the memo on his gear yet? That it makes him look like just a fucking bloke. He doesn't look like a star. He doesn't look unique. He doesn't look cool. It sucks. He looks like a penis. Wearing a waistcoat, which is <laughs> pretty much what he is. So he's—I'm he's, still not seeing it. I, I, I laughed when I heard the news that Baron Corbin has actually been with WWE for the same amount of time as Kurt Angle's first run in the company, where he achieved all that and had all those great matches. And Baron Corbin's there in his waistcoat, waiting for match number one to be memorable. Hey, he lost his hair too. <laughs> maybe the parallels just maybe, you know maybe they're, they're all over the place here. this match was what it was the pinfall happened they cut to the shocked crowd who weren't shocked they just thought fucking hell they found a couple of people who looked a bit shocked I'm not sure if they were from this year's Wrestlemania yeah <laughs> a couple of people looked quite stock footage it, they might one was black and white I'm I pretty sure one shot was from the Babe Ruth video earlier in the show <laughs> I think Melbourne probably spilled his pint yeah. Oh. yeah yeah and one was from me earlier in the night so yeah, yeah. yeah so there you go Angle Basically, just gets up and no sells. First of all, Kang, what are you thinking doing a moonsault? It was beautiful moonsault. <laughs> fucking right on his face, right on his fucking bonsai. I'm surprised he had that much curvature in his spine, yeah. to be honest. Because yeah. I was a uh, yeah, I could see him just coming down straight on the back of his head. So I thought I'm not. He's clumped. I was like, oh no, Kurt, no. <laughs> He made it over, thankfully. Just looks like some kind of reverse sent on in the end. It's like, it doesn't flip at all. <laughs> yeah. He gets to crawl home. <laughs> so there you go. Baron Corbin, I guess, has been put over exit, strong. Exit left, Kurt Angle. The next, the, next, the next big opponent for Roman Reigns is Red Hot Baron Corbin, probably. So we move now to uh, Butt Slap Bobby Lashley. Not <laughs> my favourite gimmick with uh, Leo Rush. With the demon, Finn Balor, my favourite wrestler. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of him crawling around. I don't particularly think it's that cool. I don't like the idea that it pushes a different character. He can win when he's dressed like that. Yeah. He's, he's Better like, than what they do with him when he isn't. 
it's all the same, really. <laughs> it's like it's just, I, I, the thing where, like, whether some people have uh, a lower value of a Finn Balor or not, they should be doing something better with them than what they are, and they most definitely should, should they? be, and they, and they should most definitely be doing something better with freaking Bobby Lashley. I mean, okay, he's not the most charismatic. I think okay, Finn he's Balor not the best talking world, but that's why you got Leo Rush with him. I think Finn Balor Intercontinental Champion is the perfect place yeah, for Finn Balor to be quite honest. I don't think that he should be being used better than he is. I think that this is perfect for him to be quite honest. This is well, his spot. This isn't to knock Finn Balor. I think he's good, but it's just like again, we're talking this late in the show, and it's like, man, the, I know they probably thought the Demon Entrance will actually kind of get people alive and they'll be into it, and they did the little thing, but it's like it's just. I, I thought I didn't. I thought going in. I didn't think that the demon entrance would translate well to that uh, to, to a huge arena anyway. Really, it's I, I it, kind of like you need a suspension of disbelief and focus on him and all his mannerisms as he's coming out, and it's like in such a vacuous setting with a cold crowd, half the crowd's cold. It felt like yeah, there's going to be a, there's going to be silent section and it's going to be like some dickhead coming out crawling around on the floor. Yeah. And when, with a bunch of people silent there watching him, I think I think I was especially by the way people saw the thing on Raw when he announced he was going to be the demon, but that pretty much killed my interest in this for me. Anyway, as soon as he his face his painted face comes on the screen, he sticks his tongue out, makes a little noise. It's like, oh, you, that's fucking weak. That is, god damn it, Finn. You know this, this, this the, the, the whole idea of the demon as a character. I think sucks. I think it's not what this should be I don't think I don't like the idea of the separation of the demons coming back mm. you're wearing your face paint you're wearing the same fucking swimming shorts you wore last week it's, there's, there's nothing inherently different about this yeah. I don't like the idea of oh I'm, I'm, I'm a different guy yeah. you're not you're the same, you do the same moves it just takes you two hours longer yeah. to get ready yeah. it's, it's fine before in New Japan where it's just something he did he, just, just, so, he was just a normal guy but he just sometimes well, sometimes he does it he just wanted to look cool and you can say hey he does this to psych himself up don't treat like he's the demon yeah like so that sucks character metamorphosis yeah I don't like that at all it's weak anyway yeah, it's not failing. I, do, I do like the, uh, the power bombing of Bobby Lashley that was a good spot at the end for that. For the, and hey, right, yeah, right guy wins, I suppose. And there you go. Yeah. So moving on to the main event because that's all the grace they gave it. Uh, it is the long-awaited, much-anticipated, first-ever women's main event for WrestleMania. Gee, boy, is this the right show for you to come you back go. on? <laughs> Have the microphone, sir. Um, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. I thought the that's about the entrances first. Well, I think you've probably got a rant built up. Before we do, I thought that the it was a great idea, absolutely splendid idea to have Charlotte Flair replicate the Ric Flair entrance from the Bash, mm. coming on the helicopter with the red carpet and the, and, and the the added touch of the robe being put on. Why they didn't fly straight to the building, I have no idea. They dropped her off in Newark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they did that and then moved to Rousey's entrance. I don't. I think it would have been far more spectacular for Charlotte to have actually done it the way Rick yeah. did. There's nowhere to land it in that in a full stadium like that when it's not without the open, open um, like pitch level kind of thing. Maybe that was actually what that original pad was for for that uh, Shane and Miz landed on. Now I think about May- it, <laughs> I, I still don't think they would have brought a helicopter in <laughs> those people. To be honest, um, so with that being said, it's like a good idea. But if you can't execute it, don't do it. Yeah, simple as that. Ronda Rousey's entrance, Joan Jett was great. It was awesome, yeah. and I loved her coming out. Enjoying it, and then that fucking face just goes on like a switch. She has the best meme mugging face. She is so good. I love Ronda Rousey. I'm gonna miss her in this promotion because she's a great, great performer. Um, 
and now I guess we'll t- and then Becky just comes out with a bit of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Your top star, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the match, folks. The main event. We're almost at the end. The crowd is is excited. They're looking at their phones, trying to dial an Uber. Of course, about their seven second dance breaks, so and they're rejuvenated. <laughs> It's time it's, to go. This is what everyone's been waiting for. I thought they would be so into this because, hey, it'll be a long show, but this is one that they all know is historic and they all like Becky, and I thought they'd be into it. It, it was a mixture eh. of two things. It was obviously the, the fact that the, the show was absolutely killing them after everything they watched, and it was also the build. Uh, it was also the build that the interest had gone by that point. I already mentioned earlier on how Kofi and Daniel Bryan, which should probably have been the, was was felt like the main event just for the fact that it still had a, any sort of build. They screwed the pooch on this. I know there's a lot of people skeptical about how, how this could have come across as the main event, but they screwed the pooch on this from the moment Becky won. Well, from the, from the start of the Rumble, they started screwing the pooch even before Becky even won when the Rumble. When she lost to Asuka, when, when she lost clean because you know because that went somewhere mm-hmm. with Asuka's win, uh, and then they do a bullshit bullshit way of her coming into the Rumble. I just I just didn't like that whole thing, and. This should have been so easy. I, I, I know the reasons they added Charlotte into it, and I can understand that, but it should have just been a one-on-one. <coughs> this feud should have been built up. It, it could have been so... It could have been so simple on how to build this feud between them. They could have took their time. I just wouldn't have had them wrestle. I'd have gone down more of a, a, the, the MMA route. You, you, you have a win the Bumble by actually entering in properly, rather than just doing the convoluted... Like, I don't know when Fit Philly suddenly got the, the, uh, the authority to add her in. <laughs> And and you just you, you build up where you maybe do a little thing where is she gonna is she gonna go Ronda or is she gonna go Asuka is she gonna avenge that last whatever not long not long thought process mm-hmm. and then you just go into they don't wrestle and you just do video packages you do video packages hyping up you know you do them you show them but a bit like those showed with Gargano and Cole do the go, press conference do, do, do the pref- do the press conference do the do, I, would, I would even do the weigh in I'd even go as far to that yeah if there was ever a match. I'm probably better examples but if there was ever a match that called for a Rock Austin sit down interview with fucking Morrow I know he has, he's not on the main roster but he's the best person to do it Morrow sat in the middle then on either side after you've done weeks of build where you're watching them like maybe Becky goes back to Ireland and she's like training there or something and she's reminiscing over her career whilst Ronda is using the performance centre you know and she's kind of maybe doing a bit of the Rocky Balboa thing in Rocky 3 where he's not taking his opponent seriously you know he's kind of smiling for the cameras and just going like I'm going to beat Becky it's really easy and you just and you just watch and you're all the, you know the other four horsewomen are there and everything and she and you just build them up like she's completely underestimated Becky whilst Becky's grinding with her training she fucking wants this it goes I've been building everything and you do you could do Morrow go over to performance center and interview her that could be for one week and then he goes over to Ireland and interviews her and you just do this thing where you, and the Twitter beef is still going on and you build it and you build it and build it you then do the sit down interview. Where like now all these war words is now coming a bit more in their faces and you can build and build and build, and then you do the face off where they actually do the weigh in, and it wouldn't do necessarily thing where they got their dukes up, but they they do the, where they That's do the fine. bit where they stare at each other and it just kicks off where Becky just says something to Ronda and Ronda just snaps and just pushes and it's just absolute chaos, absolute chaos. You have Triple H in there gurning, going, no, just keep them away, keep them away, whatever, whatever they want to do. But you build this up like an MMA. <laughs> if, if it got him out of a match, then it's, but it's just um, build that up like that. It ha- it just needed the most simplest of fucking builds. And instead, and, and you'll watch this back or one, one day, a few years time, you'll probably even do a podcast on it or something like that, where you just say, look back at this build. It is the most convoluted fucking mess, show by show, 
week by yeah. week I've ever fucking seen between it suspensions was changing weekly yeah between suspensions knee injuries adding Charlotte taking away Becky adding Becky if you do you say sorry you're back in no now you're back out again it was an absolute fucking shit show then they turned Ronda at the last minute and it's just it was absolute mess going into this had lost all momentum before the show even started then we have to go through a seven and a half hour uh, a ridiculous show no wonder the crowd was fucking dead for this. And you say, and as you say, even little subtle things. Ronda gets her band. Charlotte gets a helicopter. Somebody puffs a cigarette next to Becky <laughs> for her entrance. And you then get... Matt Riddle's under the stage. And then you get, basically, by their own standards, because any combination of those three have had good matches, this was a very mediocre match very. by their own standards. This was not the fatal four-way from, uh, from uh, NXT uh, two nights earlier. This was just... There were some decent spots, but there was just no fire on this. Um, and then you get to the finish, okay? Because I'm sure there's some spots that you can, like, you can, you can break down. But the finish... I'll go over in a minute of why you don't have uh, Ronda tap out uh, to Becky. They decide to go with a pinfall finish. A flash pinfall, A no flash less. pinfall finish. Which is bullshit anyway. I don't like that finish. And then we go, and then they fuck that up, and it's and this is on them. This is they've, they've, the WWE's already fucked up the uh, the build anyway. Yeah. Now this is on them. They fuck the finish. So now her her shoulders are up off the ropes, uh, off the off the mat, and it, they acknowledge it. So now you walk away with Ronda's now gone. Becky's now the champion, and they deserve it, and doesn't deserve it because they've acknowledged through shown multiple camera shots, different angles that. Her shoulders weren't on the map. Corey even points it out. Yeah. It's like... And it's like, you have just finished this cluster gangbang fuck that was this entire angle. You fucked it from beginning to end. I and then, and then, and, yes, and, then and then, and then, yeah, absolutely. And, and the finish was their own fault. And it's so because it's simple is the finish should simply have been Becky taps Rhonda. I don't hear any other arguments about it. The woman's leaving for however long it is. You build. You've build, been building her up where she's tapping everybody else out. You get your star, who's blatantly Becky. Charlotte shouldn't have been in the match. And you have her tap out the big MMA star. I don't care whether it's egos involved, whatever. You're being paid to do a fucking job. She's got no problem with it, I don't think. I hope it, so. It wasn't I her. It wasn't I hope, her I hope it wasn't her. This pinfall didn't do... If, even if they did it perfectly, this pinfall did not work for her. She was going to go away. You needed to build a star. But I thought that was the whole point of having Ronda in anyway. Oh it's no! A, a, no no! A, I'm sure, I'm no, sure they were no. going to have Ronda around for a while. I'm sure, like, she, well, she was going to. The build plan is for Ronda to be the star, so they get a great well, TV deal. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like coming in, into that feud in the end, which again they fell into, they they weren't lucky enough to think beforehand. Oh, that's going to be a great feud. They just fell into it back in uh, uh, Survivor Series time. It was clear that that should have been the finish. I don't know where the conversation came from, where that was changed, or what asshole turned around and said <laughs> no she should not tap because that was the blatant story that's how you build the character and it would have worked for Ronda because if Ronda did want to come back at any point she could have done the thing I went away had my family having a fun time there's one thing that Can't pisses me it. off is that you made me tap you fucking bitch and she shows up with Shayna Baszler yep. and the rest of I the, hate the, yeah, the women she creates a freaking group around her to ensure that she beats the kid she kicks the shit and wins and it's like that's a reason for her to come back this is good if they do a reason like oh you didn't really pin my yeah, to be Matt. it's like yeah no I absolutely agree with you you should come <laughs> back and kick Becky's ass because she's a fucking loser she didn't pin you she didn't pin you legit 
fucked it from beginning to end. Screw you. This did not have the opportunity. This could have. There's a lot of skeptics about that. This did, if it was done properly, could have been good. It would have had the opportunity to. But they fucked it from beginning to end, and it was an absolute shower of shite. Kieran, your I, thoughts? Okay, first of all, in terms of the finish, I... Even if, if they're doing it perfectly, I no, think that's a shit finish. I, I, I honestly don't. I haven't. I don't. The layout of the match was terrible. No, first of all, a, a triple threat match. Ronda shouldn't be in a triple threat match. She looks sloppy as fuck, rushing all over the shop. And I hope they all did at points. To be quite honest, the hard Charlotte, Charlotte, of course, is the most polished of the bunch. But yeah, but I just don't like them. You need to be good. It's like they think you put a triple threat match as smoke and mirrors but it's not because at some point one of them you've got to hold it together so it's, it's, it, that's a complete misnomer um, and it just it fell apart it was sloppy as hell so that was the biggest problem from the start I didn't have a problem with the flash finish because the psychology is still she's an MMA fighter who's been beating at pro wrestling trying to, she was trying to trap the chick out and she got eight pro wrestles that's fine as a comeback if you execute it but you fuck it then Graves mentions it and they don't show it then they think Graves has kind of mentioned it we maybe should show it so they show it and it's just a fucking clusterfuck and then they go off air with Michael Cole well that wasn't a conclusive <laughs> ending to Wrestlemania we all <laughs> hoped for after your six and a half hours Michael Cole <laughs> lies back in bed smokes a cigar and says that wasn't very satisfying <laughs> no Michael Cole it wasn't but putting it down into a, a tapping out or the, or, the, or the flash pin, I think that's. It, I don't. I think that's such a, sm- a small. In terms of the sloppiness, hit the match, the position of the match. I didn't see the bills, so I don't give a fuck. Um, but I, it's the, the layout of being a triple threat. I think that was that hurt it more than anything else. And the finish was fucked. The fact that the, 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 the like I said, I, I'm blaming the layout of the match. I think, that, like I said, I, I agree that the angle they they tried to redeem it somewhat at the end with the big crazy pull apart with the police, which was fun. But it's not what that whole thing again this whole big presentation could have actually really been quite awesome I even think that you could have done there was a way I think to get Charlotte in this match that felt far more organic than it was if you're going to do the winner take all thing and make it the biggest match I think you absolutely could have weaved her in in a different way that would have made perfect sense and I think that you probably even with what they did I think that this match had it been the all guns blazing match that they are that they that they probably could do then maybe this would have been something but it wasn't a full guns blazing match it felt like it was this wasn't them going all out I expected this match to be okay this is the one all out every every gimmick every fucking every big high spot that you guys can do every every twist turn plot everything that we've got in the book we're going to ruin out for this match and you got hip tossed to a table and you got a, a sloppy crucifix with no no near force to build it up that anyone really believed it was just out of nowhere that's why I, if they'd have executed yeah. the crucifix perfectly it still would have been flat as a fucking witch's tit yeah. because it wasn't it wasn't the, the, the match was not building to yeah. the level where that final pin meant yeah. this, that was not Bret and Bulldog at SummerSlam 92 no, that flash no, pin no, it was not. had it been they might have got, I, I think they, had it been they could have got away with it for the same reason that Kieran said I think that would have been Becky could have pinned her that way and it would have mm. still been fine and it wouldn't have put, it wasn't bad Becky of course they're tapping her out is, this big, is the big definitive <laughs> thing and if she's done I'm all for it but either way that's not going to make or break the match the fact that the match was not that special and the fact that the match was it was fine but it was not more than fine and for the Wrestlemania main event that really this really I think that this match really needed to kick ass not only for the show but for what this was supposed to represent and for it to not only be not that good of a match but to have an ending that like you say leaves Michael Cole with a fag in his hand I, 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 I think I think the tap out is probably a little bit more 
more needed just because it's a little bit harder to fuck that up and I think also I think maybe it's maybe me just presumed but I think a lot of the audience was maybe expecting that type of finish as well well they expected but, what but, they expect from their big main event match but, which is but, lots of near four yeah. teasers and Bill yeah. and big Charlotte didn't it, even fucking hit one of the big moonsaults or anything like yeah. that it was it, just it, 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 the finish came out of nowhere and the thing is it's just okay the chances of this being the only ever women's main event was quite high because obviously the reason they went with it was because they had Rousey there but that performance level and that finish has just fucking guaranteed that it will never happen again <laughs> Hello, fucking Lou yeah if it's right it doesn't bother me at all if it's, if, it, if, it's, if it's people who are good and the build is there and the interest in the fans is there they, they need it things. doesn't matter but it's you know, we, we said this last fucking December at the Christmas show when someone wrote and said should it main event we all said yes Rousey and Lynch that was the match to do it was the right time to do it you got Rousey Lynch is hot this is the match to do if you build it the way that I think you suggested I love yeah. that idea for the build because that's that's what this should have been yeah. but I've been dreaming they about just, that build since they they can't it. do it they can't do that build they don't do it for anybody right. else either they barely get this kind of stuff right and that's why it is like you say frustrating because it then becomes the definitive and it's kind of funny in a way in it's own sad little ironic way about WWE doing their evolution pay-per-view where they oh. basically again rub themselves under the table um, about how historic the they are shit. yeah the propaganda stuff and then when it comes time for the one that actually really should have mattered this one here ultimately guess what ladies you are main eventers at Wrestlemania because like everybody else on this show you're all interchangeable yeah, and I hate to say it away. I hate to say it but there it is it's, 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 the, it's not a state of the business I want it gets very frustrating because it's like I'm sure people are sick of hearing us gripe about the modern landscape, but at the same time, it's like, unfortunately, there's a reason why the ratings are fucking terrible right now. And, and just going from, from Raw into SmackDown, this, it hasn't... I, I don't know where, really, where, I know where Becky's going with Attendan- it. Attendance is down. Every, every, yeah. every, you know, everything is pretty much down. Network's steady. The only thing that's up is the TV revenue numbers because of the changes in that industry that they've kind of stumbled into, very luckily. But... I get concerned when I hear stuff like the Raw ratings being as low as they were this week the day after WrestleMania, which is going to be the high point all year, and they're like twenty five percent down from last year's day after Mania. It's like they're starting in this. They, the TV is never more important than this year, and this is the year where they start with from a from a low. I'd be terrified if I, I was them because they are. If they think they won't get dropped by TV if they if they if they fall through the floor, they're fucking wrong because they mm. will do because they're not going to spend money for nothing. No, two hundred and fifty million per year, escalating numbers is big money. And if they, if they think they can spend that money elsewhere to get the same thing, they're gonna. Mm-hmm. Raw, Raw was or lazy less. as well without going into the review as well. In fairness, the, the whole Raw after WrestleMania thing's been diminishing returns oh, for years. Yeah, anyway. it's gone now. Like the moment it was nice when it was like when you when you went and saw Brock Lesnar return, I think that was like the peak kind of period of it. As soon as they acknowledged it. And then they started doing that corporate thing of promoting it, yeah. self-awareness. It's like it's not special anymore, and it's been like that for years now. So, like the fact that that's, that figure's low uh, should not be a surprise because that raw is now literally the same as any other raw, and they kind of showed that with this one that, that was yeah. on yes two days ago. Yeah, totally. It's just I, I just a lot of people were skeptical about that being the main event. I thought like Ron, if it was ever going to happen, it was going to be with Ronda and Rebecca, and the, the potential was there. I thought about like how it they was. Booked it totally it, was, and it would have been great if they just thought about it and they put the right people involved and they filmed it in the right way and they didn't have them wrestle or do like beat the clock challenges. That was they could poor. they could have built it up and it could have been something. Yeah, it really could have been a moment. That whole knee injury thing ended up being absolutely. They, they, they spent so much time on the knee injury and the medical clearance, uh, and we got to take her out of the match, and you won't see the doctor, it's and just, then she's fucking wrestling on Raw two weeks yeah. before me. And you're like, it was never there anyway. So what the fuck was the point? You know what? It gets that does that does bother me because that's and that's probably where we're going to end this podcast. 
quite frankly, is this company came up of such great things. What a show NXT was. Yeah. <laughs> NXT was such a great show. And boy, does it make you sad when you watch WrestleMania 34. Because I mean, they have people, a formula, that's why. They got NXT the has the formula, and WWE does not. Oh, they've got their formula, yeah, it has all a right. formula. It's, the shit yeah, it's just yeah. a shit formula. And that's the, the sad thing about it is, like, don't you think that, like, it's almost this, um, I don't know what the word is, it is almost like a self prophecy. Like, they're going to they're gonna be like this for. So, there were some people that really liked this show. Some people were talking about this being, like, top 15 WrestleMania or top 10 WrestleMania. It's like, I couldn't call it. How many have they seen? Uh, that's what um, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I, I couldn't call this a top top oh, ten WrestleMania. No, bang average. Absolutely. Bang average. I wouldn't call it terrible. It, I wouldn't it, call it, it great. Would, it would have been average if it was shortened. You know what? I think the, the thing, the, this image I had in my head is watching these two shows in a couple of days. Is when WrestleMania came round, it was like you know when you watch in Back to the Future or something like that, some futuristic show where they show sport in the future and it's like this real superficial version of what a sport used to be yeah it's fucking like that it's all the Wrestlemania it was all big uh, you know this massive video wall with lots of colour and flashing lights and 3D graphics what a lazy fucking set by the and way and the shit. product yeah and the product was so mundane and it's like the core soul of what should drive the company isn't there anymore it's like it's 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 and it'll, it'll come crashing down in a fucking cavalcade in a, a very short period of time when the, the ratings will fall off a cliff. Someone just like WCW, they, mm. and they better be fucking ready for it, and they better have the backup for when it happens because sooner or later it will do. The plan now, Vince. TV plan will now. run. Yes, yeah, certainly. TV will run, and you need it's. They will if if they've cut the rest of the legs off the rest of their business, they'll be fucked because that's what I'm scared of. Yeah. That's what I'm scared of. This is not a plea to, to bitch and whine. This is actually a fearful plea. Because, like, see, hopefully, I mean, they've got, they've got to be aware of it. You'd think they'd be aware of it, but then everything that they do indicates that they know no other way anymore. I think it's, it's. I, I'm sure they are aware of it, but they always go back to the same crutches every time. Yeah. And it's these old guys who's talking about it, they're getting more and more broke down. They're, they're, they're walking even slower. They're, it's, they're not replacing they're not, they're the not guys re- who were stars or have been true stars. And that's the thing. It's like Vince in that panic fire move in was it January or February? Oh fuck! Let's bring in Gargano, Champa, Alistair Black, Ricochet to the main roster, and they're t- already two of them. Well, two of them aren't even there anymore. Ricochet and Black, just guys on the card. Everyone, what was the point? Everyone knew that when it happened. Yeah. Everyone knew yeah. it's going to be completely irrelevant in a month's time. Yeah, just like EC3 and the rest of them they brought up. They mean nothing. Yeah. And unfortunately, don't worry, everybody, because one day we'll pluck one of them out of nowhere, and in three weeks they'll be champion at WrestleMania, hey, just like Kofi Kingston. Don't worry. Triple H didn't lose, so he hasn't retired. <laughs> then there's hope for us all yet. So on that note, I do want to thank everybody for listening. This has been a very therapeutic, cathartic uh, bit of a rant. A bit sad to, to end uh, the note on, but we're not completely infused with the... Uh, the NXT's current... fucking great. And NXT's... Going strength for strength for the last two years. Absolutely. That's the WrestleMania. That's the WrestleMania. Absolutely. Fight. And I'm sure everything will change at the Superstar Shake-Up next week and all of these fears will be completely irrelevant. Yeah, you never know, AEW might pull something out of their ass. Oh, AEW. You never know. AEW. There's hope outside the WWE. That's what, mm. that's what, that's what is great about wrestling these days is that, we, apart from ROH, if you look outside of, uh, of uh, TNA, but if you look at basically New Japan and the potential for AEW and what they could be, there's hope. Yeah. There's still hope. No Usually, problem ruining the one of them. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. But, uh, Anyway, so we are going to be talking about other uh, promotions that have not had a great time 
and then promotions that have because yeah. boy is it going to be a rude awakening next week here at SCG Radio when we mm. talk about the Monday Night War timeline covering every Raw every Nitro and both pay-per-views from uh, January and February of the year 2000 and boy it'll be interesting to see how uh, things, <laughs> things have changed in the last 20 years or so <laughs> Uh, in the WWF yeah so that'll be that'll, that'll be uh, very interesting next week a lot of fun of course all the news and notes backstage goings on and there's a lot of backstage goings on in January uh, of 2000 so we'll get to that next week here at SCG Radio so for G. John Chase dream over for Kieran O'Rourke fuck you Elton John <laughs> I am Liam O'Rourke and we are out of here talk to you next week word life this is basic thugonomics this is big, basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic, basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Whether fighting or spitting, my discipline is unforgiving. Got you backing up in a defensive position. An ass kicking anthem, heavyweight or bantam, holding camp for ransom. The microphone phantom. Teams hit the floor, it's the new fight joint. Like a broken needle, kid, you missing a point. We dominate your conference with offense, that's no nonsense. My theme song hits, kitchen reinforcements. We strike quick with hard kicks, ducking nice sticks, bare knuckle mental fight pits. Beat you lifeless, never survive this. Get forgot like all timers. Two face rappers walk away with four shiners. The raw rhymer, turning legends to old timers. My incisors like a viper biting through your one liners. New dead man ink, and we about to make you famous. Taking over earth and still kicking in Uranus. Word life, this is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. Word life.